All right. So it is uh, July 23rd. This is session 17? Yes. Yep. Yes, session 17. Last time on the Footfalls of Giants. So you open up the double doors, and as you walk into the observatory, you see in the center of this room is a cloaked figure. Welcome, welcome. Come here. We will do business. I, I do like business. You may call me Gus. All right. I guess um, Finch will just go ahead and cast Locate Object on that man's cloak. There is a surprising amount of traffic coming in and out of the warehouse that you can sense that Gus is in. Outside, standing guard are a mixture of elves in suits and dwarves. As you're getting ready to head out, Zelias, you look back and you noticed someone walking out of the warehouse. He is definitely struggling, though. He, he sees that man. He wants him dead. And that abnormally large dwarf snaps his head up and locks eyes with you. I cast Hold Person. I'm casting it over my shoulder as I run. From behind you, you just hear, Over here! I see them! They're headed for the wall! Zelias, you see this wall in your path, and as you said so eloquently, you don't want it to be there anymore. <laughs> I don't. So you cast Erupting Earth. The concrete beneath yours and Finch's feet starts to churn violently. It catches Finch's ankle, and Finch, you kind of go down hard at first. And, Zelias, you quickly turn back to help Finch up, and that's where you guys are going to take your beating, essentially. So that's going to be 18 stealth. Okay, yeah, I think you managed to move quick enough and to take enough back roads and alleyways to get the fuck off the scene. Yeah, what's your next move? You know where the warehouse is. Yeah, we do. But now they know you know where the warehouse is. We really need to work on yours and Zelias' cardio. Finch is staring a thousand yard stare. Surely we can afford a little time in the morning for some exercises. <laughs> that's a good one. No, that's that's funny. No, I like that. Um, no, I, you know, have fun with that. I'm just gonna not do that. Yeah, I'm just gonna not do that. Your willingness is not a factor in this decision. So I'd like to just real quick start off with the session before we do anything. I mm -hmm. need everyone to roll me an insight roll. Uh, okay. Rolling dice. In D&D, &D, it's more likely than you think. Oh All my right. goodness. Insight. On a whole insight. What am I rolling insight on? I don't know. That's the question. Well, I'm telling you to roll insight, and I will tell you. Okay. I rolled a 9. I rolled a 15. It had 7. Well... Hope it wasn't important, and it wasn't what I was already planning on talking about. Well, you know yeah. what? Well, <laughs> real quick, Zelias, your career criminal roll inside with advantage, so be another. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck, that's way better. I got an unnatural 20. Okay. So, Galva, you just... No. 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 <laughs> Poor Galva. There is two brain cells floating around in your skull, and they have not connected, so... Sorry. Wow. Oh my god, that's so mean. <laughs> so, Ao, because I would say because of your royal heritage and your family's sort of closeness with the uh, Ether Council and the Adamantine Authority, you know what's probably going to happen in the next couple of days. Zelias, you also can probably surmise this because being mm -hmm. a career criminal. This has probably happened to me before. Yeah, Finch, I think you just figure out that what's about to happen. Um, Golgrim Blackhole now knows that the four of you are here. 
Mm-hmm. And if Goldgrim knows that you're here, and he is undoubtedly putting a call into the Adamantine Authority, you have, at best, 48 hours to get off the planet before a full worldwide perimeter is, is set, especially mm-hmm. with how wanted the four of you are. <laughs> yeah. And actually, Ao, I say 48 hours, but given what you know of what your mother is trying to do, mm-hmm. it's probably closer to 36. Okay. So if you're going to do this thing, it's got to happen like in the next 12 to 24 hours. Mm-hmm. before your window of escaping Rikari Cho without a massive firefight, which you will be very, very outgunned on, yeah. takes place. No pressure. So sweet dreams. I mean, you guys get to think about that <laughs> as you, you know, go off to bed or meditate or whatever it is that you do. Yes. We can so. call it fucking sleeping. It, it's not that special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be inclusive, Rio. <laughs> Don't bet me. I'm Biff. Biff. Zelias' leg turns into an uncooperative iguana. Uh. So, unless anyone has anything to do that night, we'll jump to the, the, the morrow, the morning. Wasn't it like the middle of the night, so even these people we were going to tell about this shit is probably not awake right now? Probably not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is Rukari Show. Everything kind of gets lit around midnight. Oh, that's true. And you guys do know that the Komodos own a hostess club called the Salamander. That's right. I mean, do we want to do this or do we want to like chill for a little bit? We can let them know so they can start getting their plans going and then be like, we'll meet you at this time uh, tomorrow or some shit. Just so there's no delay on getting our asses there. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Well, Finch, they like you the best. Yes. Do you want to fucking call the Komodos and be like, so here's what's going to happen? Well, I would, but Thrask doesn't have a phone number. Yeah, we'd have dick. to go and see them. Okay, that part I didn't remember. Yeah. Why doesn't this idiot have a phone? You didn't ask. He ate it. Well, I think it, we assume because this guy keeps getting eaten by yeah. his boss. The guy keeps just, like, torso chomping him, so... <laughs> it keeps getting broken, so he stopped carrying them because it was getting expensive. Fair. I mean, what's <laughs> but, stopping us from going to him and telling him and then being like, okay, we're gonna go sleep, and then... Yeah, you could, you could absolutely go to the club. If y'all guys want to. Sure. We can do that. Sure. Okay. We just might want to be a little low-key about it since um, the Popos are still out and about. We could just send Finch, and Finch is a changeling, so they can turn into a lizard (laughs) or something. I mean, whatever. Whatever, guys. I mean. What sounds good to y'all? That wouldn't be a terrible way to go. Mm -hmm. All right. Realistically, we could probably disguise Elias somewhat, so those two can go, but uh, <laughs> I don't think any amount of disguise kit will disguise Galvin Ao. Yeah. Ao can at least hide under a coat, because she's teeny. Well, yeah, Ao can just hide. That's fair. Just leave Galva on the ship and go have fun without her. She's fine. It's Aww. not fun. Just dress Galva up like fucking Totoro or something. She's gigantic and no one will think any, anything of her. <laughs> oh my god. Just put her like one of those mascot costumes. Yeah. That's not obvious at all. <laughs> Listen, if two or three of you guys want to go, you, you all can come up with a reason Galva's fine staying back on the ship. I mean, I'm sure it'd be real quick, just pop and be like, here's the coordinates, meet us there at this time, blah, and then yeah, it's probably safe just to send one or two, just to make yeah. it quick. We could send, I think, um, 
I think Finch and Ao should go because Ao can punch real good. Yeah, that's and Finch like can be best. a lizard in a trench coat with the Ao hiding under it or something. <laughs> Give him a pocket Ao. A pocket Ao. Pocket Ao. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So is that the plan? Finch and Ao are going. Sure. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. I'll stay with Galvin. Watch the ship. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So Finch, are you going to? changeling yourself into another form or are you just going to go as you are no i think they can be convinced um i don't think it will take much convincing because (laughs) holy shit that whole chase scene just happened um benny hill music plays in the background (laughs) yeah no i this is a good time to take advantage of their innate racial ability and not look like how they prefer to look like now i do actually have a question for you kiwi yes so i mean can you walk us through what Finch is kind of feeling at the moment right now? I mean, Finch has not, has they've only shapeshifted once before, right? To the, the Aarakocra very briefly. Mm-hmm. So is this sort of like, well, it, it's kind of out of necessity or are they still a little uncomfortable with it? I'm curious. They are absolutely uncomfortable with it, but it is out of necessity. Okay. So... I want to say they don't have a whole lot of problem doing necessary things. Right. And considering what just happened and their knowledge that they are very wanted and also their extremely distinct appearance, just, you know, the appearance that they prefer. Right. Yes. um, They will be like, yeah, okay, this is, you know, it's doable. It's not like, um, it's not like it's a permanent thing or whatever. It's just like, okay, it's just the same as throwing on a mask, I guess. Right. Um, they might look at it that way. Like, okay, I'm just going to put this on. We're going to pop out real quick. And then when I get back, we're going to take it off. Right. And it'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, just cause we've discussed out of character, I think between you and me mostly, you know, just how, I don't want to say uncomfortable finches about this, just that it's just not something that's preferred. Yeah, it's not something that's ever really been a big part of their life before. Right. And they're not necessarily super comfortable making it a big part of their life. Right. If that makes sense. Like, a lot of their hang-up has to do with um, when they were a little kid and first adopted and introduced to their sister, Uh they saw this human child with vitiligo and they thought, ah, this is what human children look like. Right. So they took on an appearance very similar to hers so that they would blend in with his family. Obviously later as they grew up, they realized, Oh, this is not what human children look like. Human children make fun of people who look like this. This blows. Right. But at that point it meant so much to Phoebe that Finch chose to look like her when Finch could choose to look like anything. Right. There was no way Finch could change at that point, you know? So it was like, okay, I'm committed to this. This is how I look. Okay. So, I mean, kind of, examining that from that point of view does finch maybe seeing changing their appearance to even if it's out of necessity as kind of a like i feel bad because it feels like i'm abandoning phoebe a little bit yes okay but at the same time too though i will say phoebe is the sort of person who would like smack them around be like what the fuck are you doing change how you look so you don't get in trouble right she would be encouraging them to do it because obviously she wants them to be safe. Right. It kind of goes hand in hand with, I mean, Finch definitely seems the type to internalize guilt even when there is none. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's just that sort of self-perceived guilt, like, oh man, I, I hate doing this. Like, even though Phoebe will never know, I feel like I'm leaving them high and dry by changing now. Yeah. 
but also the thing too like if phoebe finds out and she's very likely to she would be like yes good i'm glad you have this ability yes. please take advantage of it yeah you know it would be one of those <laughs> things where like finch is super resistant to doing this thing that their sister has no problem with and would in fact actively encourage but i mean you know how you get in your own head about these things and it, it oh, yeah. becomes yeah. kind of like a point of honor or contention or whatever so yeah you know that's basically what they're dealing with yeah. I get in my own head about shape shifting all the time. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I mean, I find it very interesting that Finch bases so much of their I identity based off of Phoebe. Mm -hmm. And that changing their appearance almost feels like a betrayal when it clearly isn't. Yes. I find that very interesting and that at the core of Finch, they're based so much on someone else. Yeah, they're very loyal to obviously to phoebe right um and i think at this point you know they've built up some loyalty to these chuckle fucks that they're traveling with right because i mean how could you not honestly <laughs> but yeah okay thank you i just i'm very interested in finch's shape-shifting and how they perceive themselves and that's kind of important for finch overall and will come into play later with their arc but um mm -hmm. so yeah so let me let me ask you this then kiwi what type of lizard folk does finch shapeshift into like what is their lizard folk form look like your lizard sona my lizard sona what what is your scale sona <laughs> okay so the thing is i don't think they would go lizard sona okay that was my stupid idea oh, yeah okay. no it, it's fine um i think actually they would go drow okay for a couple of reasons so one of the languages i took for them was is under common so huh. that's something that they have studied so they have a little bit of a basis with drow culture via the language obviously but also they just met this incredibly charming self-confident outgoing drow man ah that motherfucker yeah that motherfucker and what they're thinking is like they want to kind of draw on that self-confidence like okay maybe if i resemble this man i can also put up this front of just absolute self-confidence big dick energy big dick energy yes well, once you go drow you'll always know how hey. i'm going to kill hey. myself and then you in that order, in that order? that's a weird okay. order okay yeah don't know how i guess ghosts Ooh. ghost murder i again i find it very interesting that finch is like well i'm gonna choose the form of a drow because of someone else they've met mm-hmm Sorry, I, I'm hyper-fixating because I find that very interesting about their character. certainly are, but it certainly is interesting. Because I'm going to use that, so. Oh. Against you. Be prepared. Yes, I've given you Possibly. so much ammunition. Possibly. But yeah, okay. Enjoy. So then what is what does their drow soda look like? I'm curious. Um. Okay, so real quick, out of characters, this is a, a question for the DM. So drow in this universe. Uh-huh. Is there that big matriarchal kind of um, society sort of thing? Or like, are, are male and female drow more equal in this enlightened space feature? The way I'm playing it in this is they're more equal, but overall their society is matriarchal. Okay. So like, for instance, Reese does not get along with his mother. It's not the sort of, you're a bastard male child and I'm going to murder you on sight. It's more <laughs> along the lines of, I want to do what I want, and you can't tell me how to live my life, Mom. Fuck you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm an adult. I'm an adult, and I am going to sleep with all everyone I want. And Oh. 
Yeah. Okay, then. If they consent. Reese is a bard. He sure is. He is a bardificer. A fucking bardificer. But a little, I mean, a little thing about Reese's mom is that she is a big name pirate. That's Elias also knows. Yar, har, fiddle dee dee. Oh. But she's a little bit um, overbearing. As mothers can be, so that makes sense. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's like overbearing to like the 10th power. So he's just like, "Mm, fuck this shit, I'm out. I'm gonna go sail the galaxy and play on my electric guitar and and says i know this person i i know nothing about this fucking person well you're learning we did talk about it briefly i don't remember that at all dude when was that didn't you tell me that the queen of the entire pirate gang that zelias is a part of is a drow oh so you've taken one of my npcs and made it reproduce (laughs) (laughs) in that case yes i'm on board give it a child (laughs) yes you, you made it birth my best friend who I didn't know about before. <laughs> okay. Yes, she is Reese's mother. Cool. Amazing. I like to think I'm on good terms with Reese's mom. Oh yeah, you absolutely are. Fuck yeah, okay. She's not evil. Okay, you just made her sound like a bitch. To Reese. Oh, okay. In that case, it's fine. <laughs> and, 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 it's, and it's more along the lines where she and Reese just can never seem to agree. They don't like hate each other. That's cool. No, I am perfectly fine with this. I had no fucking idea that was Reese's mom. Oh, okay. My fault. You did not mention that part at all. <laughs> My fault. I love it. But yeah, so- You just said, oh, Reese's mom. But yeah, I mean, Zelias is absolutely on, on good terms with Reese's mom. Reese's mom fucking loves Zelias. Hell yeah. I probably want a banger. No, I don't. That's weird. It's weird. <laughs> that is weird. Very weird. It wasn't weird up until Aunt made this NPC my best friend's mom. Now it's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surprise awkwardness? Damn it. So yes, so the long answer to your question, Kiwi, was that yes, their society is matriarchal, but not to the extent that it is in uh, Forgotten Realms lore and other accepted D&D media. Okay. Well, I guess it doesn't matter a whole lot in that case. I think um, we'll just go like female drow, black hair, red eyes, because that is my personal favorite aesthetic for drow. Ooh, very nice. So, long black hair, short black hair? Um, I think we'll go short black hair, because Finch is used to the fro that they wear. And okay. if the hair goes, like, long and starts to brush their neck, it's like, oh, oh, what's okay. going on? So, like, short, like, pixie cut? Yeah, like a little pixie cut. Okay, I like it. You know, they'll reduce their height by several inches um, to be more in line with what's normal for a drow. Okay. So, I guess maybe, like, from 5'9 to 5'4, I guess. That seems reasonable. Okay. Not a big change, but a change nonetheless. Yes, I like this. So, all right. So, uh, is I guess Ao is going to stow away in uh, in Finch's coat pocket. Yep. I assume they have like a coat or something on. Just hide it on like an inside pocket. Sure. Okay. Where did we get this coat? We just don't know. Stole it. Real, real deep pockets. All right. So it's not hard to find Salamander. Oh, good. Which is the Hostess Club owned by the Komodos. So, uh, from the street, it is a, a very glitzy-looking club. The name of the club is all lit up in magical neon that is kind of projected away from the building. And as you walk up, you do notice a couple of lizard folk in suits just kind of lounging about, hanging out, smoking, shooting the shit. But they're not bothering, you know, there are people going in. It looks like, um, it also looks like it's not just a hostess club, but it is also a dance club. Oh, okay. 
So are there like bouncers or someone that Finch might need to address before going in? Or are they just able to go in? People are just able to go in. There's okay. no, there, I mean, the Komodos that are outside are quote unquote bouncers. They're more there. Like if anyone starts shit, but okay. they're not like on the staff. They're just hanging out. This place is a well-known Komodos establishment. So, okay. You know, I think actually Finch might approach them. Okay. Just because, you know, they're here for a reason and the less time they have to spend here, the better. So if they can direct them to Thrask, that will be very helpful. Okay. That is, that's all right. So, um, so you approach one, uh, he's very lean looking, has very vibrant green and light blue, almost teal scales. Mm -hmm. And it looks like he has like a, uh, a shawl on, but upon closer inspection, you realize that it is his frill that's just sort of puffed down. Oh, okay. Oh, he sounds pretty. Yes. He's like one of them spitting lizards from uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, so I guess um, Finch will walk right up to him and they will go, um, excuse me. So the lizard man turns to look at you and says, yeah, toots, what do you want? So um, Thrask gave them that little um, Ouroboros lizard pin, that little lapel pin. Yes, the Komodo's pin. Yeah, so they um, they have that on their lapel. They kind of flash it at him, um, you know, long enough so that he can actually see what it is. And they will say, um, I'm looking for Thrask. Is he in tonight? So he arches uh, the ridge of his eyebrow up a little bit. And he's like, you're looking for Thrask, huh? Hold on one second. Uh, what's your name? Um, it's Dr. Okafor. Doctor, huh? Mm-hmm. What do you study? Uh, corpses, mostly. <laughs> oh, oh, we we got a feisty one here. All right, hold on. So he kind of slinks into the club and the other lizard folk that he was with. I'm going to say this one's scales are sort of brown, sort of like a uh, like a, a desert snake. Okay. And I think he's kind of hunched over because he's got a, a large ridge on his back that's kind of like pushing his suit up. Okay. And uh, he's looking at you and he's like... Uh, so, uh, you, uh, you from around here? Oh, no, I'm from Offworld. Oh, so you, uh, you study corpses, huh? Uh, well, that's where my, my studies led me, yes. I'm a, I'm a doctor, you know, I do, I do the whole doctor thing, but, uh, my focus is corpses, yes. You, uh, you ever deal with zombies? Um, to put them down, yes. Oh, oh, you like that, uh, you like one of them, uh, what are they, uh, the, the exercises? Yes, something like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I um, I don't tolerate zombies. Well, I, I mean, the zombies are people too. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know nothing for nothing. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, is it true if they bite you, you turn into a zombie, or is that just in like the movies? No, that's just folklore. Um, you can't become a zombie unless you die the life leaves your body and a necromancer comes along and animates the body there's there's no spirit left behind do you understand it's it's just animated flesh oh so you mean to tell me that a zombie isn't the person anymore like the person they, they, they're long gone and this is just like a uh like a robot but out of meat yes exactly it's like a meat robot you've got it that is uh huh huh messed up right that seems really uh, uh what's the word unethical Yes, exactly. And that's why I don't tolerate zombies. Oh, okay. See, you, you made it sound like, you know, like how people don't certain tolerate certain kind of people like the, what is it? Oh, the intolerant. No. But uh, I mean, 
it just kind of sounds like you're just kind of messing with people's bodies, and that's that's even worse to me. Like, huh? Oh no, no, no! Corpses are are fully deserving of our respect, and respect yeah. is is given as is due. Um, which is why necromancy and, and zombies are antithetical to that respect. We must put the zombies down and treat the remains with the respect they deserve. So when, let me ask you something. So okay, so you put the zombie down, and what like is what is happening? <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, so, corpse so, ethics in my D and I love this guy. So let me, all right, so you. First of all, how do you, what do you do? How do you put the zombie down? Is that like, do you gotta like, I don't know, throw salt in its face? Or do you like gotta punch the necromancer? Or it's like, what is, how does that work? Well, if if the necromancer is not immediately apparent, um, there are ways to um, remove, I suppose, the, uh, the necromantic magic. Oh, okay. Oh, good. AO is taking notes. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so a uh, hyper. Hypothetically, uh-huh. you uh, All right. So there's a zombie, and you do the 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 hocus pocus removal, um, and now he's just sort of the rotting meat. Uh, what do you do with that? You don't just leave it, right? Because we, if we're gonna treat the dead with respect, you're gonna uh, do you like burn it? Do you bury it? Do you try and find the next of kin? Like, what do you do if it's like an ancient zombie mummy? Those are all very good questions. Um, it would be, I, I think, specific to the situation, so it's it's hard to answer um, in in one in one light. I would say it depends if it is immediately apparent the sort of rights the um, the former zombie should have. I would, of course, administer them to the best of my ability. Um, however, if we are talking zombies, we're probably not in uh, a good location for that sort of thing. So these kinds of things may need to be improvised likely um if next of kin were available that would be wonderful but um unfortunately i found in my experience that most victims of necromancy don't tend to have um many or any next of kin so in those situations at least it can be quite difficult to determine the best course of action um if nothing else any last rites might do aha all right all right, I got another hypothetical for you. So, <laughs> so hear, hear me out. So, uh-huh. you uh, you find someone who has been uh, resurrected or, or whatever against their will uh, into a zombie. You you find the zombie. You uh, you perform the the, the ritual, the last rites, uh, what what have you, whatever, and uh, you know they're done. But the necromancer, you find the necromancer. You find the person. Yes responsible for the turning of your beloved grandmama into a zombie okay now my question to you doc is right Mm -hmm. are they financially liable can i sue them (laughs) for resurrecting someone of my family against their will and turning them into an unholy terror of the night oh absolutely so you're saying you're telling me you're telling me that my, my grandmama, you know, she's she dead. She'd been gone, she'd be dead and gone for like 30 years now. Right. Some schmuck comes along and says, Hey, I want a lizard zombie. Resurrects her. I find the son of a bitch. And I say, Hey, now I could just bite his head off, but right. instead I could take him to what? 
ghost court or something, and I can make him pay. Well, regular court. I don't think there's such a thing as ghost court, at least it, not on this plane of existence. Yes. In in short, yes, you, you could do that because, as we all know, necromancy is illegal in, in this universe, in our wonderful Aether Council-approved universe. Interesting. All right. No, I just... Um, what's your name? <laughs> do you mind if, if I ask your name? Oh, sure. They call me Frill. Right. Uh, Frill, it's it's nice to make your acquaintance. It's um, good to meet you too. Thank thank you. Yes, it's, this has been a very enlightening discussion. Now, I do have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? You haven't, in fact, actually dealt with a necromancer because these are some very specific, some very hyper specific scenarios that you're you're throwing at me. Oh no! You see, I got an idea for a side hustle. <laughs> uh oh. Oh all right. See. I'm thinking about becoming a lawyer for the deceased. Oh. Oh. So if there's anybody out there that's like, hey, this guy decided to resurrect my granny and I don't like that, I can make them pay through the nose. I see. I understand. Ghost attorney. (laughs) Ghost attorney. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I like that ghost attorney. See, Doc, you're you're all right. You're all right. Well, thank you. You see, the other guys, they don't think that this is a viable side hustle, that this ain't going to work, that, you know, that, you know, oh, no one's going to hire the ghost attorney. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show them. I'm going to go get the ghost bar attorney thing, and I'm going to get a badge, and I'm going to, you know, defend the dead people in court. So I'm probably going to need to know about the different gods and their last rites, I'm assuming. Yes, that would be a very important starting point. You would need to study quite a few different um, cultures to learn the sort of rights that you would need to administer, that the appropriate I, things. You might not necessarily need to administer them, but it would be important to find those who can. I could, I could probably bullshit it. All right. No, I got an idea. Look, this is going to be great. And, uh, okay. Uh, hold on. I think I see my buddy coming back, and the other guy comes back, and he's like, uh, yeah, Drask is inside in the back. Just go to the back, knock four times on the office door, and he'll, he'll say, come in. All right, thank you very much. All right. Real quick, before uh, we head off. Uh-huh. So as this whole conversation is going on. <laughs> oh, dear. The AO's, like, found a scrap of paper, wrote down on it, like, a, a web address to <laughs> the um, enrollments in a fairy college of, of law. Okay. And she just kind of, like, surreptitiously hands it to, uh, like, taps Finch and just kind of, like, hands it out of the coat. Puts it into Finch's hand. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so they have this scrap of paper in their hand. They'll look down at it. They'll see what it is. And they'll be like, oh, um, Frill, you may, um, if you want to pursue that, um, might try starting here. And they'll hand over the scrap of paper. Uh, so Frill takes it, looks at it, and goes, hey, yeah, I heard about this. Uh, the fairies, they're real good at the law. They are terrifyingly good at it. Yeah. All right. Look, I'm going to see if there's like an online course or something there. Look, I'm going to make this... A- he turns to his... A- Look, see, he slaps him on the chin. I-, I fucking told you this was a viable hustle. You didn't want to believe me. He's like, ah, oh, not the ghost attorney <laughs> bullshit again. I'm telling you it's... <laughs> I and- think while those two are arguing, Finch slips away to do as they were directed. That's what, three people now we've given new careers? Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Well done, guys. Oh my goodness. Your captain is... <laughs> <laughs> all right I, let me pull up the score sheet yeah. all right so now that we have moved on from 
Ghost Attorney Adventures. Phoenix Wraith, Ghost Attorney. Jesus, I'm sorry about that. Oh, please don't apologize. That was wonderful. <laughs> I love Frill. What a good boy. All right. So yes, Finch, as you walk away from these two very stupid lizard men and enter the club, <laughs> you are just immediately blasted by the sound of bass. Just Oh, God. So you walk in, and as I stated, Salamander is a combo dance club slash hostess bar. Mm-hmm. And there are all types, you know, businessmen that are, are sitting around with, with their hostesses. Yeah. You know, they're serving drinks, talking. And there are some other hostesses that have, are out joining some of the patrons that are also in club clothes, out dancing on the floor with, with live music. There is a lizard folk DJ up at the podium there are essentially rave lights going and whatnot the hostess area is more off to the side it's a little bit more subtly lit okay but as you walk in the person at the front sees you they see the komodo pin they were already informed that someone was coming in to see thrask so he steps aside and straight back there is a hallway you don't have to like go onto the dance floor or anything like that okay there's a hallway where to the right, you see there would be like the rooms where the hostesses and employees are off to. And then there is a large door that says uh, manager's office. Oh, is Thrust the manager? Um, He is. It's it's complicated. Okay. <laughs> you can ask him. Alrighty. Well, they will walk up to that door as they were directed and knock four times. So you hear, yeah, come in. They come in. So, so Thrust looks at you and, I mean, sees the Komodo pin, but doesn't immediately, obviously, place the face and just goes, uh, yeah, uh, who are you? What, what do you need? I think it's at this point that Ao peeks her head out, out of his coat pocket. Uh-huh. It's us. Oh, Hi. hey, Tiny. Uh, wait, who's your, <laughs> who's, who's your lady friend? I'm Dr. Okafor. Uh, they wave. Is there anyone else in the room? No, it's just Thrask. Okay, so they will actually go back to their usual appearance since it's just okay. Thrask in the room. Thrask goes, whoa, whoa! What are you, the doc of many talents or something? Like, what? I didn't know I, you could do that! Well, I, I'm just a changeling. It's it's what we do. Oh, oh, uh, forgive me. No, I did I did not know. But, uh, hey, Well, that, that's kind of the point. Well, I, <laughs> that, I... Now that I say it out loud, yeah, that makes sense. That you don't just go around and say, hey, I'm a changeling. Look at me. Uh, bada bing. I'm a, I'm a someone else. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Jesus. I love this man so much. Man's on fire but he, he stands up and he's like, hey, uh, so, uh, I mean, you guys, uh, I mean, where's the janitor and, and, the, and the bodyguard? Are they, are they okay? They're fine. Um, we're all fine. Maybe not as fine as we could be. There's a bit of a hang up. Uh, what? What happened? Well, oh, we found the warehouse. Oh, that's good. That's great. Right. Um, there's a large adamantine authority presence there, and Ooh. um, oh, that's not so great. Right. Yes, it it really isn't because um, included amongst that, uh, that order are, um, have you heard of Golgrim Blackhold? Oh, what the 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 authority hero? Yes, he's there as well. Oh, that son of a bitch. Of course he'd be here. All right. Oh, this, yeah, that, hmm, this makes things a little bit more uh, complicated. It really does. Uh, all right. I mean, you know where the place is, right? 
yes, I have it written down. Here are all directions to finding it. And Finch just has like a little piece of paper with the address and whatnot. They've prepared for this man. You guys, uh, you weren't spotted, were you? <laughs> oh, we were. Oh. They saw us. They chased us. Um, they didn't catch us, obviously. Otherwise, oh. I wouldn't be here. Okay. Um, but it did um, not go very well. That uh, that makes me... Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. So, uh, if they saw you, then mm-hmm. they're not going to be staying in that warehouse for long. Probably not. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I, I'm familiar with aspects of the uh, the whole Sunhold operation. Um, I would not be surprised if they were packing things up and moving them, like, now. It don't, I mean, it depends on how much product they got. It's likely. Um, when we got there, before we were spotted, um, they were unpacking quite a large truck. Okay, well, hmm. All right, then if they got a lot of stock, it's going to take them time to move it. <sighs> okay. Uh, okay, let me think here, let me think, let me think. He starts pacing. Uh, all right. So, all right, we know for a fact that these clowns are there now. By tomorrow night, they're not going to be there. They're going to be gone. Um, who? All right. Who's out? Who's out? Who can I call right now? Um, all right. Here's what I can do. All right. I got to call the boss. But uh, I think I can get enough guys that we can hit some of the other sunhole joints. Sort of split up their forces. And uh, hopefully in doing so, we could take out some of their transports so that they can't get any trucks or anything to the warehouse. All right. But there's not much else I can do. I mean, we're only so many. Uh, Sun holds a lot bigger than us. All right. So I could probably keep most of their attention. And if they're in deep with the authority, uh, uh, boss ain't gonna like this, but uh, yeah, I think we could at least get most of the heat off of their current warehouse so that they, they can't transport anything. But that's kind of where we hit the snag. Uh, you guys are probably going to have to deal with the warehouse. Oh, I was afraid you were going to say that. All right. I can guarantee that there's not going to be as many guys there. If, if you just... All right, look. Well, you guys got a place or something where you guys hold up at? Yes, we do. Okay. You give me till the morning. All right. What time? Uh, He looks at his watch. Uh, Give me uh the... When is he off? Uh, he's uh, got another, okay. No, I can call him in. All right, give me till about ten thirty, eleven o'clock. All right. By that point, my guys should be kicking up enough shit around town, around the Sunhold compounds, that uh, the warehouse should hopefully be a little bit thinner on the guards. All right. So around eleven noon tomorrow, you guys, you should have a relatively. Uh, clear shot at the place. But, I mean, that's the best I could do. Well, I mean, if Zelias does what Zelias does, we'll probably just wind up exploding it, and bombs don't really take that long to go off, so... Look, An hour sounds fine. At this point, if the Adamantine Authority is just actively unloading stuff, that means it's stuff that they're trying to, uh... Well, hmm, now I'm wondering. If they do stuff like that, they're probably trying to get rid of it, but, uh, I mean disseminating it to the public doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, I don't know. This is uh, too too big for my uh, my peanut brain. All right, look. <laughs> you got to take the place out. You take the place out. If you can spare it, then uh, 
if you could hold it for maybe a couple hours, maybe I could get some guys there to get what we need. But uh, if you got to take the whole place out, whole place has to go up, just do it. Just do it. All right. I, I'd rather the stuff blown up than getting into the sun holds or anyone else's hands. It could cause problems. That makes sense to me. We can also try and find some of the records. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm, I'm at this point, I'm kind of sending every man we got available. Maybe after this, I'll see what I can dig up. But uh, yeah, if, if Blackhold's here, uh, well, he's probably not going to stick around and guard the warehouse. That would be a complete waste of his abilities. No, he's probably looking for the captain. Uh, all right. I, I, I realize you think he's a janitor, and uh, well, I personally find that hilarious. Oh, uh, I, I, I know very well who he is. He is. A oh, oh, very, all right, all right. I, I like busting his horns. You know what? I like that you do that as well. Please continue. Wow. Duly noted. Fired. I think it, it's good for him to have that that sort of um, ball busting. I think is the. Term. But yeah, no. If Black Hole knows you're here, you gotta go. Yes, we do. After this, you gotta get the hell out of here. So, um, all right, here's the plan. Like I said, you leave, I'm gonna get everybody I can, everyone in the Komodos I can spare right now, and we're just gonna raise hell all night, so stay off the streets, it's gonna be bad. Oh, all right. Okay, tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock, make for the warehouse, that is when I predict it will hopefully be the thinnest of, of the resistance. My guys will be fighting like hell, but that, I mean, if they got the authority, they're going to outclass us in, in guns too. So uh, it's going to be a bit of a, a hot time in town tonight. But you guys do this. You guys take care of this. Uh, I'll hopefully see you after, and I can get you out of here. I'll get you paid get out of here. All right. That sounds supremely dangerous, but... Yeah, I mean, that's the life, you know? That's the life. We'll do our best. All right. Oh, I have an idea. Oh, ew. yes. Do you know of anyone that can use magic? Like illusions? Like in, in the Komodos or just in general? In the Komodos, someone you can get a hold of. Let me see. Hold on. Let me think. Uh, no, they're dead. Um, <laughs> I want to make a quick roll here. So anyone that can use illusions, you said? Yeah. Gonna make an intelligence roll. Oh no, our poor boy. With Thrask and his negative two modifier. Oh, oh no! <laughs> no. <laughs> I love him. Oh, amazing! I love him too. Oh damn, that was a nineteen. So a seventeen. Holy fuck. Uh yeah yeah no I I know a guy. He's a bit uh I mean he's got like two screws loose, but uh, I mean he's a good guy. What do you need? If you can get him. Mm-hmm. To cast like an image of Zelaya somewhere. Uh, it's basically an easy way to control Big Dude. I see what you're getting at. I see what you're getting at. All right. Yeah. All right. I got I got just the guy. Uh, I can whip, have him whip up something with the janitor, and I'll have him be attacking one of the Sunholds uh, somewhere else downtown, away from the, the warehouses. That's a very good idea. I like that a lot, Ao. Okay, yeah, I could, yeah, I could do that. I like that. All right, all right. So uh, that's the plan. Uh, we we good. We good. Yeah. We will be ready to move in right at eleven o'clock. All right. I'm gonna do all the piracy. Listen, Doc. Uh, Thrust kind of like claps his hands and holds them out, and he looks at. He's like, Doc, uh, Tiny. Listen, be safe out there. Uh, look, if Black holds out there. Uh, I'll tell my guys, if I see, if any of them see him heading for the warehouses, uh, we'll do something. Uh, 
look for like a flare or something go up in the sky something big and distracting that means black holes coming to you and just get out just get out okay all right and uh listen uh doc uh i i, I want to see you again you're a good guy and uh, you tiny you're good too your whole crew you're, you're good people so um just uh did i know i asked you to do this but uh Look, it ain't worth your life. You know what I'm saying? Thrask, the feeling is mutual. You're very good people as well. Nah, I'm an asshole. But look, yep. this is, I'll be honest, uh, this is the life I chose. If I gotta go down swinging, I go down swinging. That's my choice. Hey, you better not die or else I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's gonna hold his fist out for you, Ao, to fist bump. So this entire time, she's just been talking from uh, Finch's pocket. Okay. She's, like, sticking her head out of the pocket. Yeah. Oh, she's so good. So she'll, like, lean forward out of the pocket and uh, give him a fist bump. Okay. And he goes, uh, all right, that's a promise. I die, you come after me. Oh, wait, look, uh, let's keep that between us. Uh, Frill outside, he's into this, some weird netherworld shit. <laughs> yes, I know. He was He was telling me all about it. Oh, don't. Oh, really? He got. Oh, my. I got to tell that guy. It's not. I'm going to tell. If he's going to stand outside the club, he can't go up to random people and be like, hey, do you know about dead people? Because that's <laughs> weird and creepy. Well, I, I don't know that he did that because um, his associate asked me what I do. And I told him, well, I'm a corpse doctor. And that sort of um, set off this whole conversation with Frill yeah, while, yeah, while his associate I, was I, coming I, to check I, to see I, if you were here. So Honestly, though, he's on to something. No, I, look, you're, you're, not, you're nice to defend him. Uh, Frill is like two shakes short of a rattlesnake when it comes to brains. Um I just, look, this is not the first time I've heard about him talking about people and, and corpses and corpse law. It's a little weird, but look, if he wants to do it, if he thinks something to it, more power to him, but don't, the people come here for a good time. You don't want someone like Phil walking up and being like, so, hey, what happens if your, your dead grandmother is like in trouble? Do you want to sue? I don't know. <laughs> look. That is a good point. It's not that... I try not to, to get involved, but if it hurts the business, it hurts the business. I just, there's a time and the place. You know what I'm saying? Right, I understand. Yeah, and he doesn't get, he, the, the, to him, uh, every time it's like, oh, but I can defend the people with the necromancers and the, we'll get, we'll, you know, we'll fight for you and there'll be money and whatever. These, uh, <laughs> I'm going to punch him after this. Um, look, so anyway, as I was saying, just, uh, Right. It's like I said, it's not worth your life. You do what you got to do for you. Okay? Well, I appreciate that. All right. And we will. And so he yeah, he's going to hold out his hand to shake hands with you, Finch. Yeah, Finch will absolutely shake his hand enthusiastically. Right. They like right. this man. He's a very good boy. And uh, I think after that, he like, claps you on the shoulder, kind of turns you around to get to the. He's like, all right, we got a hell of a night ahead of us. Uh, you go, you prepare, and. Uh, what do they say? Look to the horizon or uh, whatever. Uh, you go. I got things to do. Right. Well, good luck. Thank you. I, I hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, and uh, give my best to uh, the janitor and the bodyguard, all right? I will do so. Thank you, Thrask. And Finch will shrug a little bit and their appearance will change back to the lady drow that they chose for the disguise. Uh -huh. um, they'll smile at Thrask kind of over their shoulder and they'll slip out the door. So I think on your way out, at this point, 
Frill has gotten into a very heated argument with his companion about this. <laughs> Stupid. So joke. I think they, so Frill sees you walking out and he just goes, Hey, uh, hey, Doc, uh, thanks again. I appreciate it. You changed my life, Doc. You're welcome. <laughs> Good luck. And, and Finch will hurry away. They don't have time to stand around and talk to this man anymore. They wish him all the best, but it is like three in the morning. I think at this point they are exhausted. Yeah. So you, uh, you're able to get back to the ship with no issue. You know, I want both of you to just give me a perception roll. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope AO's eyes are working, because I don't think Finch's are. <laughs> AO's eyes are working. Thank God. Uh, Finch, you might have a little bit of a headache from the base in that in that club, and it is three in the morning. Yeah, like the base yeah. and the cigarette smoke. Yeah, and it's three in the morning. They've twisted so. their ankle. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a night. It's been a night. AO. You are noticing that despite the fact that the streets aren't as bustling as ever, there is a little bit more of a, um, like a tumult to the crowd. Like people are like, they're not just out having a good time. People are seem to be kind of hyper aware. And it's because it looks like there are plainclothes adamantine authority soldiers kind of just Mm. walking around. They're not harassing anybody. It's like everyone can tell eyes are on them. And so they are some of their less scrupulous business practices and stuff like that. They're kind of closing early. You know, people are kind of on their quote unquote best behavior. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely a tension in the air right now. Ooh. We'll be fine. So yeah, uh, Ao's going to take extra caution to not be visible Mm -hmm. in the coat. But yeah, aside from that, you guys have really no issues getting back to the spaceport and getting back to the Reliable. Okay. So uh, are, are Galva and Zelias up? I mean, I, yeah, Galva would be. And I'm sure, I don't think Zelias sleeps. Uh, Zelias does not sleep, but he would be up until the rest of his crew is returned. What fucking captain goes to bed when his crew is not safe? A shitty in, one. In the zone, right? Gotta be on alert in case we suddenly get a... Uh, Hey guys, something went wrong and now now the city's on fire. We're yeah. dying. Well, it's fine because Elias isn't with you, so nothing's going to catch fire. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Finch doesn't have any fire spells. I mean, Ao has fairy fire. That's kind of fire. But kind not really. of. He can't burn anything with it. Not with that attitude. Yeah. As long as you try hard enough. I guess I've got sacred flame. Sacred flame is fire, right? Well, it's radiant fire. That still counts. I guess. Anyway, yeah, we're up. So yeah, you guys are able to board the ship, no problems. Okay. In fact, I think when you board the ship, you hear Muko, Welcome back, Ao and Dr. Okafor. Thank you. We're back. I'm so exhausted. Okay, let's have a conversation. All right. Family I, I, meeting. I'll, no, just a, how'd it go? <laughs> oh, well, um, so Thrask would like for us to focus on the warehouse. He is concerned that since we were spotted... Uh, the Sunholds will be moving the product, as it were, um, to a different warehouse that we don't know where it is. So we're going to have to move fairly quickly. His plan for tonight was to raise hell, I suppose, <laughs> um, and draw the Adamantine authorities' attention to the Komodos away from the warehouse. Um, he would like for us to focus our attention on said warehouse between 11 and 12 tomorrow morning. As that, I assume, is when he, he expects to have the, the authorities' attention most. 
so we have about an hour to get in there, deal and or explode the stock and then get away and hopefully leave this entire planet because um, I don't want to get caught. Yeah, no. All right, no, that sounds that sounds like a plan. Uh, we'll we'll do that thing you said. Um, that's all I got. Thankfully, it gives us enough time in the morning to have a nice breakfast and workout. <sighs> I was hoping you'd forgotten about oh, that. Oh, right, that. Yes, that. Oh joy. Oh well, maybe you'll get us nice and limber for blowing up warehouses. All right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Fine. I'm fine with that. Should wake us up nicely. Ugh. You know what else works? Coffee. I feel like Finch and Elias just have like this moment of solidarity. <laughs> they look at yes. each other and nod like, yes, they coffee. Nod. Yes. Fuck yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Meanwhile, Galva just exchanges a look with Ao. I think. I like this. This is good. They're excited for different reasons. Yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, get some rest. Tomorrow, we're going to blow some shit up and steal some other shit and hopefully get out of here before we get captured. Right, yes. <sighs> yeah. Sounds like a plan. Dismissed. Yeah, uh, it's a good plan, maybe. We'll see. Okay, bye. Uh, Zoya's dips. <laughs> he's, he's done. <laughs> Absolutely inspiring words from our brave leader. It's <laughs> like the bye. <laughs> well, you two have a good night. I will see you in the morning. Good night. Finch also good dips. Night. Good night. Would you guys like to do anything else before we jump to the morning? Oh, no. Okay. Nope. Time for sleep. It's been a long night. It's been tonight forever. I need my spell slots back. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it has been a, a very long night. And at nine in the morning, you're all woken up by the sounds of the ocean. Just a shh. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, Moot trying to wake you up gently. Does a foghorn sound start to cut in at a certain point? Yes. Followed by the cawing of a seagull. <laughs> oh, we're setting up a nice little scene here. I don't get the fucking Orlin voice. No, you're not, you're not going to get the Orlin voice. Good, because Elias would kill somebody. <laughs> and the only people here are you guys, so... Uh... Guess it has to be Blackhold. No, you guys. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm up. Moot wakes you yep. all up so that you can. There is a lovely breakfast waiting for you before you uh, you start your your morning radio exercises. Oh, good. Yep. I think A was pretty much already ready and waiting. She's wearing like a pink leotard with leg warmers and a headband. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Should we be doing the exercises before breakfast rather than eating and then immediately yeah. working out? Yeah, probably before <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. But yeah. Galva's already up and ready to go. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're up. We're up. We're up. Yeah, so I don't really have any plan for this. I was going to say that it was going to start things off, you know, slow, more like a Tai Chi type, calm. Try to get the right song for it. <laughs> we get music? Yes. Excellent. Mm -hmm. So, like, stretches and whatnot? Like, kind of warming everyone up? Yes, yeah, starting with, like, stretches. Okay. Sun salutations and whatnot? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to need everyone to roll me deck saves. Okay. Galvin, uh, you are athletic by nature. I'm going to have you roll with advantage. Thank you. Ooh. Nice. Thank you. Middle of the road deck save. That would have been a five. But... Ooh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 so not too bad. 
Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, so yeah, everyone's following along pretty good. There are worse numbers than 12. Ev deliberately made these easy because she knows that two of these chuckle fucks don't really exercise. I don't do muscle. I, I do dex better, even though I've, I've rolled some bullshit. I don't know, for some reason I'm picturing both Zelias and Finch doing like this like one leg up like lotus pose, but they're each holding a cup of coffee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. I like this mental image. Perfect. With just dead-eyed stare. Yep. <laughs> God, what is this? Oh, is this the song? Aww. Oh, this is very nice. What are these subtitles? They're the opposite of soothing. <laughs> life is hard. Life is stressful. Anyway. Pretty anyway. Cute. But no, she is going to get them to do that dance, pretty much. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, my coffee's gonna fucking fling everywhere. <laughs> well, then maybe you shouldn't have brought coffee to exercises. Uh, tough shit. I'm the captain. She is also going to record this. So for the dance, I need athletics rules from everybody. Athletics. Oh, oh no. Galva's got this. Oh, everyone's got this. Yeah, yeah. I think considering everyone's, uh, you know, how tired some of you probably are and, and everything, like, you guys are doing pretty well. Okay. Finch, I think with a 13, I think after a little while, you start to get a little winded. Like, you're sweating more than you probably like. Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. What do you ask Finch? But you're still doing good. Yeah. Yeah. And considering what they have to do today, I don't think AO's going to do like the really intense stuff. We'll work up to that in later days. Oh, yeah. But for now, just a gentle warm up is what she's going for. Right. That's good. Just ease these losers into it. Mm -hmm. AO's a good teacher. He is. Yeah. Scott, would you like to do anything else for this? Uh, no, I don't really have anything in mind. Okay, that's fine. Then I want everyone to mark down that for any upcoming. Initiative rolls, you all get advantage because you're all warmed up. That ah, sounds lovely. Yeah. Delightful. I say knowing full well you will be rolling initiative because I really <laughs> oh, do not yeah. think you're, you're going to be able to get through this without. <laughs> Wouldn't we blow your fucking mind if we did, though? That would be pretty amazing. I would be amazed. But no, if we weren't heading into certain danger, AL totally would have gone a little harder. <laughs> okay. And considering that they have multi-day stretches between planets. Yeah. She's absolutely going to go harder. Good. Yes. Galva might hang back a little bit from breakfast just to do some extra because that's not much of a warm-up for her. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's fair. Give Finch a single muscle. So we worked out. We're all strong now. So you have all worked out. And as you finish up, Moot does have breakfast waiting for you. Fuck yeah, Moot. So, I mean, how are you guys all feeling today now that you kind of know what's on the docket? Let's go around the uh, go around the breakfast table. Where's everyone's mind at? Let's start with the captain, Elias. Where are you at? Um, I think he's still pissed off. I think he's actually in kind of a shitty mood. <laughs> Maybe blowing up a warehouse will cheer him up. Maybe <laughs> blowing up a warehouse will help. Maybe it won't. He's just, he's fucking, he's just, he's just not in a good mood, Ant. Okay. He's in a shitty mood, Ant. Listen, sometimes days be that way. Sometimes days be that way. He's also very, like, distracted by his thoughts, I think. So he's not, like, engaging in bullshit chit-chat the way he normally probably would because he fucking just talks like the way I do. Like, just fucking right. talks. Doesn't fucking stop. You want to slap shit out of him. So he's not doing that. No. <laughs> he's just okay. eating whatever the fuck's in front of him. How about Ao? Ao, I think at this point, is equal parts excited to be doing something 
you know, very piratey and also mm-hmm. nervous because uh, there's a lot of people that has their lives on the line for this. Interesting. Okay. Because of all the Komodos doing shit. Yeah, Komodos running interference with the authority and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Not to mention a black hole on the prowl somewhere. Right. Okay. And it was like, she's excited to do this, but at the same time, knows it's probably not going to be a walk in the park. Right. Interesting. How about Galva? Where's Galva at? I think she's a little more calm than some of our more energetic party members. I think actually she looks like she's trying to rub those two brain cells together real hard about something related to this situation. <laughs> okay. But no, she might actually ask about it in a bit. I, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. And uh, how about Finch? How's Finch doing this morning? Oh, they're just experiencing this feeling of all-encompassing dread. <laughs> <laughs> so Tuesday. It's just uh, another yes. Tuesday. Ah, yes. <laughs> Tuesday. They would much prefer if we had taken off already and were flying off to some other stupid, horrible adventure because they don't like where this is going. They don't like how easily Black Hold shrugged off their hold person spell. They don't like how um, enthusiastically he pursued Zelias. Like, just the whole Black Hold situation is mm-hmm. no bueno in a very visceral and real sense. And they would just like to put as much distance between these people that they have come to care about and Blackhold as possible. And that's not happening, so dread. So they want to just yeet themselves off the planet as hard as they can. Yes. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, you finish your, your breakfast. Uh, what's what's? Are you moving out? What's the plan, guys? I think I was gonna grab Finch. Oh. Oh, baby. Oh, my. Like, when breakfast is done, he's just gonna get them alone. And not, like, in a sexy way, but in, like, a Hey, by the way. <laughs> I'm so glad you clarified that. I felt I should clarify. I'm just going to pull him over, I guess. Be like, hey, you got a minute. Um, Well, I have as many minutes as you. What's up? That's like no minutes at all, is it? Listen, um, <clears throat> this is all real stupid and it's all pretty much entirely my fault. And a lot of shit happened yesterday and I just, I know I apologized already, but I felt like it wasn't good enough. It's just not good enough considering everything that's going on, you know? Uh, sorry again, I got you fucking busted up, and almost caught, and busted up. I already said that one. Yes, you did. Just, yeah, no, it's just been bothering me, you know. Um, well, I, um, I appreciate the apology. Apology accepted. Oh, good. Um, in the future, perhaps, um, a little impulse control might be the order of the day. Yeah, that's not really ever been my strong point. Right. I, I understand, um, as, as much as I am able, as, a, um, as an outsider, that you and that man have some history that is entirely unpleasant. And mm. um, based on you know the things I read about your crew, I, like I said, I, I, I understand. But I do also think... I assume, perhaps I shouldn't assume, but um, you seem like the type of man who would be out for some sort of um, delicious revenge. Yeah. So, oh, uh, yeah. Yes, right. So since that is the order of the day and that is what you are wanting to do, um, a little bit of strategizing and a little bit of patience, I think, will go a long way in helping you achieve that. Right. Well, yeah, no, I, obviously that would be the best way to handle it. I just... It wasn't even about an opportunity that I saw. I just got so angry, you know, and I just wanted that man dead. 
right then, obviously that didn't happen and everything went yes. up. But right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. It, next time, I'll try to do the whole stopping and thinking thing. Okay. I yes, that sounds like a good place to start. And I suppose we are all expecting him now. We won't be blindsided at least today by that specific man's presence. Um, we may uh, be blindsided well. by other things, but we we are expecting him. So a little strategy right. may may happen. Hoping he doesn't fucking show up, because if he does, I can't promise I'm not going to try to blow him up again. Right. Well... I, you know, just... If I'm in the wrong frame of mind, I might try to blow him up again, but it all depends. You know, it's situational. Um, well, considering the situation isn't much changed from yesterday, I, um, I can't imagine that your frame of mind is much changed either, so... It might not be. Um, this isn't as reassuring as you may think it is. Uh, it, well, mostly I was just trying to apologize. Well, uh... I, I, you know what? I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Please do. That will be much more meaningful to me than an apology, which uh, I don't want to make you think I don't appreciate because I do appreciate the apology. The acknowledgement is nice. Yeah. Um, doing better would also go quite a long way to yeah. making me happy. So. Well, yeah. No, I'll, I'll try. I, I will. All right. Well, that's all I can ask. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm going to go somewhere else now before this gets weird. Uh, it's already weird, but all right. Oh, I was trying not to be weird. Was it weird? I, I no, no, it's not. I'm getting real mixed signals from you, Doc. I don't know what's going on anymore. Please make your escape. It's fine. All right, I'm gonna go. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> I follow immediately because we're all going to do this warehouse thing. So. Oh, that's right. We're gonna go do a mission. So actually, while they're talking, especially because like. They were the two that were, like, not looking very social. And I think, well, Galva's just waiting with Ao for them to get their shit together. Mm -hmm. Galva looms. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think, like, while they're waiting, like, Galva's just gonna be like, Hey, Ao. Yeah? Am I missing something about this whole situation? I don't know. I mean, I've been trying to figure it out here, but the Sunhold family. So, they're already very very rich and they're not even in the industry of magic items they're not making these magic items they don't why why are they doing this and i mean what have they even got going on with the adamantine authority if they wanted to be supplying the adamantine authority there's better places to do it than here Hmm. I mean, I can't say no, but I do know that there is never such thing as rich enough for people like them. It's always about more money. Well, I'm familiar with that sort of mindset. I just, I don't know if they'd be turning that much of a profit from a handful of magic items in a back alley. I, something about this bothers me a lot. And especially knowing that the Adamantine Authority is involved, because why would they bother getting involved in this? Hmm. I might have a theory. Yeah? Because you know how, how the Authority wants to have more control over planets, right? Well, sure. What if like, all the stuff that they're selling, it's all, uh, it's all like weapons and, and like combat stuff, right? And potions. 
potions and, and a all that. Book. There was a book. Yeah, it was a book. What if they're doing that to stoke unrest in the population so that the authority can come in and look like heroes? You know, quash all the crime and look like a good idea. Can I roll something to see if Galva thinks this makes any sense? Because, um, roll me, uh, roll me persuasion, Scott. Okay. Versus insight, Galva. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, as far as theories go, I feel like that's a pretty good one. Yeah, pretty solid. Unfortunately, I rolled a seven. I guess Galva's thinking about, does this actually make sense with what I know about the situation? So, I mean, so, so I, I understand what you're proposing, Scott. Mm-hmm. You're proposing that the Adamantine Authority is circulating this stuff so that Rukaricho kind of weakens itself? More or less, I guess. Gets full of violence and crime and weapons, and then they can be like, ah, we'll sweep in and clean this place up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, essentially trying to manufacture a conflict for the Adamantine Authority to come in. Okay, it's entirely feasible. I mean, the Adamantine Authority is—they're assholes. You know, in recent years, especially the public opinion of the Authority has gone down. So this could okay. very easily be a way to kind of turn this around, like manufacture a conflict, come in, resolve it. And then be like, look, see, you need us after all. See, we're heroes. Especially since you know that the Adamantine Authority is under the Ether Council, and the Ether Council's mm. propaganda machine is insane. Mm-hmm. So, you don't know how extensive this is. This is the first you've heard of it on Rukaricho. Mm. You don't know how far this goes to the other systems. All right. But if there's anyone that's likely to manufacture conflict out here, it's probably the authority, and with the backing of the council and their propaganda machine, it would be very, very easy to paint them in a very palatable light. Okay. And I think you both would know that. Mm-hmm. All right, you might be onto something. In that case, it's probably even more important that we get the most valuable items we can out of this warehouse. Get what we can and blow up the rest. We should also be on the lookout for any, like, paperwork or correspondence. Right. And find, like, an overseer's office. We need to look in there. Yeah. Steal all their files. Got it. <laughs> Actually, if we can find one of those satchels of holding, we could just put the entire filing cabinet in there. Really want one of those satchels. I know, right? <sighs> I, I mean, I don't want to tell you guys to stop picking up so much stuff around, because some of it probably is very valuable, but... I'm sorry. I... <laughs> <laughs> I have tiny arms. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not faulting you for that. I'm just saying, you got us as a crew together. We gather a lot of things, and I only have two arms. I'm sorry. And I think like <laughs> Ao just hugging Galvan apology. Aww. Look, look. You don't. You don't have to apologize. It's just. Let's hope we find one but of the satchels. None of that. We're, we're about to have a day full of fighting and explosions. Please don't 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 get upset before that. Mm. Honestly, she's not upset. She's just kind of playing this up because it's funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she's just hanging on to Galva's arm right now. Precious. 
Galva has no idea how to handle this. <laughs> Sounds like a good time for Finch and the captain to arrive. Just hugging her beefy bicep. Yes. <laughs> Koala hugging. Yep. <laughs> That's very good. Um, welcome back. To, is everything all right? I mean, as all right as it can be, we're still on this planet. Everything's fantastic. Let's leave. All right. And never speak ever again of this. Um, of this. Oh, oh okay. Ever again. Oh, look, what? Okay, looks like you're hugging. That's good, having a hug. Uh, that's that's fine. Let's go. <laughs> Why is this crew so fucking awkward? I leave. <laughs> I don't know. We suck. This crew is wonderful. You take that back. <laughs> we're awkward as hell, though. Like, we're very awkward. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yep. It's fine. All right. And we're ready to kill. We're ready to kill. Okay. We're ready to fucking kill. So what do you guys do? You guys are going to head for the, the warehouse district? Isn't that what we were told to do? Yep. Yeah. We need to be mm -hmm. disguised, I think. Yeah, so, so Elias isn't walking down the street. Yeah. Be like, here I am. I have a big dick. Come get me, authority. No, I'm not going to do that. Good. Um, <laughs> all right. So you guys disguise yourselves and you head sure. to be the... Mm -hmm. Where I'm not going to make you go through what your disguises look like. We can do okay, that another time. Because I had no idea what Kappa's would be. <laughs> All right. So, you guys make it to the warehouse district. So, let me ask you this. As you get close to the Waldorf warehouse district, do you guys take any precautions? Or do you guys just fucking wander into the warehouse district? Well, if it were up to me, I would just go blow shit up. But, that's not wise. I assume we take precautions. Like, but what would we do? I mean, I can pass without trace us again. It's the middle of the day. We're four assholes. Yes. We do have a flying fairy that can go and, like, scope and tell if it's the coast is clear or whatever. You do. If she would feel so inclined. Actually, I do have another idea. I like it already because it's it. a Scott idea. So, the wall, is it, like, totally, completely, 100% walled off? There's gates on the north and southern side. Okay. But other than that, it's walled off. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh, they're like a hardware store anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Can we go to Home Depot real quick? Because I'm thinking, if you like buy a ladder and stash it somewhere, like near one of the walls, we need to qu make a quick exit. Oh. We can just go there, take the ladder, and have an easy escape. Escape. I mean, it's not a bad idea. And problem getting the ladder inside the walls without looking super suspicious. Oh. <laughs> and also walking to the warehouse district with a 10 foot ladder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? Good point. Oh, I Actually, there is. If we're going to the warehouse district, you would think that the warehouse district would have a ladder somewhere. That is true. Oh. And I work yeah. in a warehouse. We have ladders. Yeah. We could just use a rope. Do we have a rope? Rio, I never once said that there were no ladders in this entire warehouse district. And are there ladders yes. in this warehouse district? There's not. Alternatively, mm -hmm. um, question. So is the wall pretty consistently 10 feet around the whole warehouse district? Yes, it is uniform ten, uniformly 10 feet. Uh, Except can when... Galva just throw us Which, up? Yeah, remind me again, how tall is Galva? Nine, Nine feet. <laughs> Nine feet? <laughs> so Galva is a ladder. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was waiting for that to come up. <laughs> so yeah, I think Galva can just chuck us over and then hoist herself up. Give us a pitch. It'll be great. That's fine. Yes, let's do it. You know, there's a ladder. Problem solved. God. 
We're good at D&D, you guys. So I'm going to need athletics rolls from... uh... So, all right, actually, I'm going to need athletics rolls from everybody. Except maybe Ao can fly. Yeah, except Ao who can fly. So, yeah, athletics rolls from... For Galva, Finch, and Elias, please. Okay. I mean, well, while they're doing that, I think Ao's going to fly to the top of the wall and kind of take a look around to see uh, what this security detail is going on. All right. Am I getting smacked with um, Finch's health guidance. skills thing? Since I have to haul you guys up. Oh, yeah. That's right. Everybody have a guidance. Oh. And give me uh, be a perception from guidance Ao as well. Four. Uh, roll a d4 and add that to your total. Oh, that was it. Total. Just want to beef these numbers up yes oh my god finch look i rolled a nine i added one and then i rolled a three on the guidance all right fine this is what gal was here for carry you guys literally so <laughs> now i think so i think what happens is so galva you kind of stand at the wall with the 17 athletics from zelias i think you kind of just clasp your hands together mm-hmm. zelias you run forward jump on the foothold, and Galva, you very easily just toss him over the wall. Zelias, you do a sick wizard flip and then land. Cool. <laughs> Finch, I think you attempt to do the same, but it's one of those... It's like, you know how like a cat decides it's going to jump something, and then at the very moment it decides that it's going to jump, it's going to be like, I don't want to do this anymore? Yes. You know what I'm it talking about? a little like fake start thing. Yeah, the fake start. I'm picturing a cat that has, like, no traction, so they go to leap, and it's just, like, <laughs> plop. Yep. So I, think he, so I think that's what happens with Finch. Finch, I think you get into your own head a little bit as you're going, like, oh, God, it's like a 10-foot drop over the wall. Oh, oh God, uh, Gal, was, uh, Gal was just going to throw me? Oh, oh, no, oh, no. And then when <laughs> you do the foothold thing, you just kind of stumble, and you just sort of land on top of the wall. <laughs> oh, and so you have to you have to have Zelias' help kind of guiding you down the other side, but you make it without injuring yourself. I will help my poor cleric. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. And then, yeah, I think Galva, with the wall literally only a foot over your head, I think you just do a pull-up, like, right over it. <laughs> you probably didn't even have to toss up if it's, like, just one fucking foot over her head. She could just that, place yeah. us upon the wall. I mean, yeah. That's what I'm saying, like, it's just... A little bit of a, you know, a little hoist, but it's funnier this way. Barely. We're like noodly people. I have to justify the 13 athletic role. Hey, you know, 13 is very average. I feel like that's not a failure in a lot of cases. It's a difficult thing. Well, that's why you didn't eat shit. (laughs) Oh, great. This time. That's why you didn't eat shit. But uh, I just like this idea of Finch just going, oh, oh no, that's a 10 foot drop on the, oh boy, I didn't think this through. Yeah, no, I like that too. (laughs) I feel like that <laughs> Also, we're probably trying to get over this wall quickly, so maybe, like, picking you up and placing you on the other side wouldn't be, like, the most efficient way to be doing this. No, just on the top of it. You don't have a lot of time to be delicate about this, but anyway. No. Yeah. We fucking have to kill or explode things. Ayo, with a 23 perception, you don't see anyone in the immediate vicinity. I'm going to extend this role. I'm imagining Ayo would at least kind of check out the perimeter of the warehouse in question. Yeah. Okay. There are, from what you can see, on the perimeter of the warehouse, three of the Sunhold family mafia in suits. Three elves. Okay. But uh, you don't see anyone else outside. And they're kind of moving about with like a sense of impatience. Mm-hmm. 
it's likely that Thrask and the Komodos were successful in their distraction endeavor. Well, yeah. There doesn't seem to be a lot of a guard detail, but uh, judging by the, the way that they're very impatiently kind of moving around, mm-hmm. things are not going well. Okay. Which is good for us. So once the others are over the fence, I think she'll return. Okay, I think I see three of them. Look kind of annoyed, though. Nah, that's okay. All we have to do is not get seen, right? Sort of surprised if they weren't annoyed, considering what sort of day they must be having. <laughs> Sounds like we're about to make it a whole lot worse. Oh god, I can't wait. One other question. Are they within line of sight of each other? Or like stationed at different edges of the building? They are moving in a way that they're not always in line of sight of each other, but they're frequently checking on each other. Ah. So if we were to like ambush one and we give it a few seconds before they You'd go be seen. Yeah. We can't make a pile of boys. We <laughs> can't make a boy pile. Yeah, you, you can't make a dishonored boy pile. I'm sorry. Uh, not this time. Okay, next time. Next time. You might have been able to if your if your captain didn't try to explode somebody yet last night. Oopsie, my bad. <laughs> Moving on. That's all right. <laughs> so, do they have like a set pattern where like it would be possible to like sneak past them at some point in their like rotation, or like what are we looking at? One of you might be able to. Not all okay. of you. We do have a teeny fairy. You mean at a time? Like, one of us goes, and then another one goes, and then Galva panics and dies? No! Wow. Based off of what I know <laughs> of your your skills, <laughs> I think one of you could probably make it. Two of you, eh, it's a 50-50 shot. Uh, one of you is not absolutely not going to make it. You might as well Kool-Aid man through the side of the, <laughs> the warehouse. I mean, not at the same time. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, at okay. different intervals, I'm just based off of what I know of your modifiers. Okay, fair enough. All right, so <laughs> we need to make them go somewhere else. Yeah, so just to be blunt, Ao could probably make it. Finch and Elias, 50-50. Galva, Kool-Aid Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Oh, sweet Galva. She tries real hard. And gets so far. And she does a good job. So distraction to make them go somewhere else is what i'm thinking what does anyone else think I mean, yeah, we could just do a distraction yeah make a noise somewhere else some shit they have to go investigate so roll me insight let's fucking roll some dice okay. we're playing dungeons and dragons oh shit oh shit do i need to roll it sounded like <laughs> those were some good rolls it wasn't a bad one. Oh. oh galva <laughs> well ao did a very goddamn good job Oh, Dr. Finch. Oh, no. Rolled a dick. I rolled a three. Zelias, you rolled good, but I gotta give this this realization to Ao with a fucking 28. Give it to her. She got a 20 fucking eight. This also makes sense considering that you were present for the conversation last night with Thrask. Mm-hmm. So if Thrask managed to pull off what he said, you're looking at already bare-bones security. Despite there being a distraction they will probably be very reluctant to leave the warehouse. If anything, they'll probably turtle up. Mm. Don't like turtles. We could just beat them up. They're looking to defend the place. The odds are, if things go bad, the Sunhold family will probably kill them. Like, <laughs> if anything goes wrong, they are staying with the loot, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, Galva does bring up a good point. Actually, we could just fucking kill them. There's four of us and three of them. We could probably split up and 
They well, I mean, how strong do they look? How strong do they look? Do they look like bitches? Because I mean, if they're weak enough, we could probably like not even worry about one tipping off the others and making a big noise out of it. We could probably just split up and roll me nature, Al. Mm-hmm. Tell us about mafia nature. That's twelve. Nature of life in the mafia. A twelve. Yep. Yeah. Don't look that strong, Ao. You could probably fold one of these guys in half with a punch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So all these three guys, like on ground level, or is one up in like a tower or something? They're all street level. Okay. <laughs> uh oh, it's the giggle. It's giggle time. Okay, I know how I'm gonna handle this. I don't know how you two are gonna handle yours, but I know how he's gonna handle this. I'm already on board. All right, so are you guys just gonna fucking. I'm not sure. Are we splitting up and taking them down? I'd say, like, split up, take all three of them at the same time before they have a chance to, like, call it into a higher power. That's a fair idea. Yeah. I do like that. I mean, I think it's just a question of, since Ao's good with one, apparently. hmm So, okay, we got Ao and Galva, both good at punching. They can each take one, and then maybe Zelias and Finch can take the last one. You said there's three of them, right? Yes. I think that might be the best way to split us up, if that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. We're going to be going to roll to me. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, also, Finch, hit them with guidance before they depart. Oh, yes. Everybody gets a guidance. Hell yeah. Giving guidance to everybody like candy. Guide me, doctor. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is just a, uh, like a given now. What are the limits on guidance? It's a cantrip. No limits. Oh, I mean, like, how, like, how long is it going to last? Oh, I think it lasts a minute. Hang on. Oh, I see. But if we're moving quickly enough, we should be able to just make use of it. You touch one willing creature once before the spell ends. The target can roll a d4 and add the number roll to one ability check of its choice. It can roll the die before after making the ability check. The spell then ends. Uh, oh, it's concentration up to one minute. I guess I can't hand these out like candy. Oh, oops. That's okay. Did he concentration mm-hmm. cantrip? Just give it to one person then. Can you only like, concentrate on one at a time, I guess? Yeah. Alas. That's fine. Uh, hmm. Galva, guidance. All right. Awesome. To give you the best chance to do a sneak. So I have you all over here. You guys can all move to where you want to be. That's just so I have you on the map. Okay. Oh, this is a big map. It's a big warehouse. He's wearing an Indiana Jones hat, Aunt. He's wearing a fedora. And he has a mustache. Yeah. How many elves have mustaches? You have to probably take care of the one on the top. Top left? Top left. Well, wait, are we definitely approaching this from the east side of the warehouse? Yeah, I, I literally just put you guys there. You can approach from however you want. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, if we're able to move, like, come in from the south, since we've got these two guys from the south, if Ao wants to take the one that's furthest away, that would make sense. Because she can do the flight. Yes. That's cool. So then, which one do... Do we want Doc? I kind of wish I could see their names. I feel like that would help us choose. Hold on. I can fix this. <laughs> Scott's on it. Scott's gonna name them. Mm-hmm. Good. I kinda, I'm feeling compelled to kill Bada Boom, just cause it fits my explosive, like, fireball shit. Okay. I have no strong preference for any of these guys, so... You have the spell silence, don't you? I do have the spell silence. <laughs> I might want to use it. Oh boy. <laughs> if you do that, does Galva lose guidance? I don't know. Yeah, because they're both concentration. 
Well, if Galva moves first, does her attack, then you can just do it. Yeah. We'll let Galva go first, and then... Let me actually look at how many fucking spells I have. Okay. Like, slot-wise. Because I might not want to burn my big juice on this little peon right right yeah. here, right? Yeah. I don't know what like else we're going to be fighting. Exactly. But I want to hurt him real bad. Uh... This is all I got. No, you're going to make us fight more. <laughs> That's all I got. And I've known you for my whole life. Your whole life? Wow. Most of like my whole life. A good chunk of yeah, my whole good life. good chunk like, of my whole life, yeah. Half of my entire life, at least. I think one third of my whole life. Wow. Yep. Alright, so, you guys have taken your position. Yes, we have. Yep. Let's start with Ao. Mm-hmm. How do you handle this? What would you like to do? Which way is he facing right now? Away from you, like towards, towards the south. Okay. Let's see. My initial thought was cash reduce on him and then just fly him up and drop him. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. Oh, how these are we supposed to be about this? Oh. But I realized that would give him time to call it in if he has any sort of radio. So maybe something a little quicker would be imperative. Cash reduce on him and then crush him to death? No. No, I'll, I'll save it. I just want to, honestly, we can just go with a classic go up and um, punch him. Kick him in the back of the head. Just donkey kick him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. How fast do you think you would die if you dropped an elephant on him? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Let's save Packy Dio. We're trying to be somewhat quiet. I am joking, but but also am I? We can use that as part of our escape. Yeah, I like that idea. Because I imagine we will have to escape. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna sneak up behind him and then use stunning strike. Okay, roll me stealth. Okay. Ba ba ba. That is a 17. Okay, let me make a roll. Wait, no, 19. I forgot I had a proficiency. Nice. That is a four. All right. Yeah, you have no issues sneak up behind him. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's Stunning Strike? The Stunning Strike. Starting at fifth level, you can interfere with the flow of key in an opponent's body. When you hit another creature with a melee weapon attack or unarmed, you can spend one key point to attempt a Stunning Strike. Oh, so I can roll the attack and then just decide afterwards if it's stunning. Okay. So I'm going to punch him first. All right. Or kick him. Right. Kind of come in with a flying kick to the back of his neck. Okay. And since he's unaware, would I get advantage on that? Yeah, I'll say so. That didn't matter. That is an 18. Yeah, that hits. Okay. So I need a con save from him. Okay. As a 13. Nope, that does not save. Okay. So he is stunned until the end of my next turn. Do you roll damage? Yes, I still roll damage, and I'm not done attacking yet. Oh, okay. Six plus three is nine, so nine damage. Okay. So yeah, that first initial kick was to stun him, and then I can hit him again. Oh, God. He's stunned, so I do get advantage on that. Mm -hmm. I imagine a 23 hits. Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> and that's another seven damage. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Ao. Mm-hmm. Are you going for lethal or non-lethal damage? Right now, non-lethal. We're just aiming to knock him out. Okay. So, I think you fly in and just do that whole, like, dynamic entity kick. Mm -hmm. And it catches him, like, right at the base of the neck. Mm -hmm. And then you whip around with your heel and catch him in the temple. And he's laid out. He's done. He's out cold. Yeah. 
How much damage was that? 16. 16. Okay. So. Look at my spells. Cousin Vinny is out of commission. Oh, sucks to be Cousin Vinny. Does he have anything interesting on him? On his lapel, mm -hmm. on the Sunhold Crest is an actual a uh, Stone of Far Speech. Okay, so we're taking that from him. <laughs> okay. Just any way of him contacting things when he wakes up. Okay. Also, we might be able to use a Far Speech Stone to listen in on our communications. Ooh. Mayhaps. But yeah, that's it. Good job. Nice work, Ao. Bravo. So let's uh, let's jump to Galva. All right. I think Galva's going to go ahead and use one of her giant mites. Okay. So she becomes big, and more importantly, she gets advantage on any sort of strength checks, such as, oh, I don't know, athletics. Okay. So that she can come around the corner and grapple this guy. Can we forbid a bing to piss his pants? Especially making sure to slap a hand over his mouth so that even if she doesn't get him immediately, he won't be able to call shit in. All right. So first, I'm going to have him make a series of rolls first. So first off, you are, how tall are you right now? Like 16 feet? Nine feet. I thought you used the giant thing to get bigger. Oh, no. So that just means I now take up a large oh, okay. size on the, on the. That's right. No, it's not until that it gets upgraded that we get to see if she actually gets taller. Jesus Christ. She turns into a kaiju. All right. I want you to roll me stealth. Mm-hmm. And sleight of hand. Also, okay. I think Finch cast Guidance on you. This is where you that did. Guidance will come in. Yes. Use it well. I mean, I just figured she was going to rush it him in before he could react, but... Eh. Alright, we'll see how this goes. I mean, you're still rushing in, and you're nine feet tall. Yeah. So, let's see how this goes. That could be worse. <laughs> Never good when it makes that noise. Nope. <laughs> Did you use your guidance for that stealth roll? I did. That's, okay. that's specifically what I used it for. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, Aunt. What's so funny? Okay, Aunt. Why are you giggling? Still listen, right. buddy. First of all, I'm going to make a roll. Okay. Galva, mm -hmm. I want you to make me an unarmed strike with damage. Okay. Just give me the damage with unarmed strike for Galva, please. Uh, what do I roll for that? Unarmed, I believe, is usually a D4, right, Scott? For monks. I think for non-monks, it's just one plus your strength modifier. Just one? One plus your strength okay. modifier. Yep. That would be six. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think with a 12 stealth, I don't think you so much as creep up on him. I feel like you just reach around and grab him. Sounds about right. By the face. <laughs> and just wrench him into your body like his head is in the crook of your elbow and you are just <laughs> casually crushing his head. Oh, no. <laughs> nice. Oh no, it's a dream come true for him. Because you you rolled a dirty 20 for a sleight of hand. Your stealth, not so good. But he didn't catch you. So I really think you just casually walk up behind him and like like how a football player would cradle the football in the crook of their arm. Mm -hmm. Like, you grab this bozo's face with your massive mitt and just reel him in, and you are just casually crushing him like little spaddle egg. <laughs> we have this man now. He's yours. And yeah, he takes six damage. So he's not looking great. I think she's going to smack him with the, um... <laughs> I mean, if she uses the blunt end of her katana, that's still, that's still using her katana. I think she's just going to try and knock him out with it. 
Real quick. Yay. Make it an attack roll with advantage. Okay. Okay, that is 24. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> okay. Um, 17 damage. Oh, God. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah, I think with the pommel of your broken katana, you so like, on the side of the head, and he's down. All right. And I think, like, as he falls, like, he spins around, he catches a glimpse of you, and he's just, and, and he's like, oh, God, she's hot. And just down. <laughs> Priorities. Delightful. That's how most men want to die. You have given Bada Bing a new kink. <laughs> okay. That's uncomfortable. All right. Bravo. I'm proud. I am also proud. Nice work. Mm-hmm. Fantastic job. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. What are we going to do, Rio? So here's my thought. Uh. I don't know if burning a man to death is actually the best way to handle this. Probably not. <laughs> so I'm going to not fireball him or scorching ray him. Or burning hands him. Or huh. firebolting him. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, How exactly does silence work? Do you put it on a person and then it's like a radius around like that specific area? Yeah, I put it on a point that I can see within range. And it is a 20 foot radius, I think. Okay. So if I were to cast Thunder Wave on the person, would that silence the Thunder Wave? I think, yeah. I think it would just yeah. wouldn't do damage. Yeah. Oh, no damage? Because it's sonic damage. It's like sound damage. Well, then I can't cast Thunderwave on the man. Rio, just not to interrupt. I'm just, I like the idea of Zelias seeing this happen to the the other two and then be like, oh, we're not killing them? Yep. All right, then. Mentally going down his list of spells and going, ah, fuck. All right, you're up, Doc. that (laughs) (laughs) That one. Shouldn't do that one. Um... Want to do that one. Want to do that one. Shouldn't do that one. (laughs) Erupting Earth is a third level spell slot. I don't don't really want to use that. Um, That did 28 damage when you used it last week. Um, And it was very good. It was very good. I don't think we want to like flatten these men. Just knock them out a little bit. Like with a big hand? I don't have a big hand. I thought you had that big Earth hand spell. No, I traded that out for a different thing. Oh, okay. Let's see. That would have been useful here. I could just slap that man with a big hand. <laughs> that would have been great. Hmm. Okay. Am I proficient? Well, swords, I'll kill him with my sword. All I'm good at is killing, you guys. I mean, you can just kill him. You know what? Fuck it. We're gonna burning hands this guy. Oh, okay. I'm gonna burn him. Sorry. But non-fatally. <laughs> so I'm just gonna burn off all of his body hair, I guess. He's an elf. I don't think he's got very much. No, but all this facial hair and head hair. Oh, and he yes. have a mustache. You don't have to apologize. Galvo's only sparing the guy's life to keep our star rating from going up further. Fair. Pet. Okay. Let's see. You gotta kill. You gotta kill. Each creature in a 15-foot cone must make a dex save. A creature takes 3d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Uh, the fire ignites any flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried, so anything he's wearing or carrying will be safe for some reason. Yeah, that's a little weird. It's magic. I think that's up to me if his clothes are okay, but, um, alright, so what you said it was a, a deck save <laughs> for this? Or I could use command on him and tell him to be unconscious. That won't work. Isn't command a one word? Yeah... Uh, I can tell him to <laughs> die. Tell him to sleep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, sleep. He can't. He's an elf. He's an elf. 
Okay, but no. Um, what'd you say it? So the burning hands was a deck save. That is correct. Okay. Should we wait? Okay. Should we cast silence on the guy just in case he doesn't become unconscious immediately so he can't scream and call for backup? You can if you'd like. Yeah, we can do that. That might be a good idea, just in case I don't burn him enough and have to go in with the sword and stab him to death. <laughs> wow. Just saying. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, are we just walking up to him? Like, hey, how's it going? We're not gonna, like, be in his line of sight, because I want him to have disadvantage on a saving throw for a spell he can't see coming, if that's a possibility. Okay, so we'll, like, sneak up behind here. I'll be behind, <laughs> behind the car. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Here we are. We're doing it. All right, so you're, you're casting silence. It just goes off, right? Yeah, it just goes off. It's a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose within a range. I think um, for the purposes of this spell, since I think, what did you say, Burning Hands is a 15-foot? It's a 15-foot cone, so I'm going to have to jump the truck to get close enough to him, I think. Yeah. But after you silence him, that's not going to be a problem. Right. And it might look real cool. I'll just dive over the hood like in the movies. It might look real cool. Well, anyway, so it's going to be like an off-center silence. So he'll be kind of like at the edge of it so that it won't affect Zelias's casting at all is essentially what I want to do. I get what you're saying. So silence has happened. Yeah. Okay. So you have cast silence. Yes. And then I'm going to have to jump the hood to get within 15 feet of the guy so I can like hit him with my fire cone. Which I do. Okay, so I want you to roll me acrobatics and stealth. Okay. Boop. Oh, not bad. I'll just put them in the chat. Yes, please. Oh, good numbers. I did very well. I think you fucking dukes of hazard yourself over the hood of this truck really stylishly. I've probably done this before. Yeah, and then you just sort of drop to one knee like on the other side right in range. Just as this guy is like slowly turning your way and you unleash that cone of fire. Yep. And I have to make a deck save, right? Yep. You need to make a deck save. Uh-huh. And he does not save. <laughs> That's a three. I rolled a one. Then I'm going to roll my three D6s and damage him. I don't think I add anything else to this. I think it's just three no. D6s. Yep. Spells, you generally don't add things. Uh, That is 11 damage. You light him up. He ignites, and he immediately starts to try and slap the flames out. He's clearly screaming, but no sound comes out. He's not dead? Or I'm, unconscious? I'm getting there. Oh, I want to hurt him. You you have. I want to hurt him more. He, yeah, he's... Oh, he's hurt! <laughs> good, 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 good. I'm he, glad. He starts to run, and he's running in the direction directly south, so he's heading towards the edge of that. Sphere of Silence. Okay, make another deck save, buddy. Me? No. Bada boom. Oh. I'm casting Sacred Flame. I'm absolutely making this with disadvantage because he's on fire. Uh, eight. Oh, that fails. Okay, I'm casting Sacred Flame. You take 2d8 radiant damage um, from my Sacred Flames. Okay. That is seven radiant damage. Okay. He's just getting to the edge of that sphere of silence when the radiant flames just burst in front of him and it sort of knocks him back. And he's now he's like double on fire <laughs> and he just stumbles back and falls and he is passed out from shock. Okay. 
okay. And still on fire. Can we magically, like, dispel our flames? Is that a thing we can do? <laughs> I mean, I would think so. It's magic fire. Prestidigitation can also remove flames. Oh, yeah, I have that. I prestidigitate his flames away. Now he's just <laughs> burned on the floor. So he is smoldering in a heap on the floor. Yes. I'm gonna loot the body that is alive. <laughs> <laughs> the body that is alive. I'm looting his living body. Okay. Yeah, what are these guys carrying? So they each have the lapel with the uh, the stone of far speech. Okay. And they have stun blasters, very similar to what Finch is carrying. Now we have those things, and they're ours. We should hide the bodies. Yeah. We should mm -hmm. tie these guys up and hide them somewhere. <gasps> we do get to make a boy pile. <gasps> yeah. Yay! Quick, are there any dumpsters around? <laughs> you know what? For the sake of this, yes. Yes, Galva. It's just off the map. All right. Galva, help us make a boy pile in this dumpster. And then we got to lock the dumpster and they can't escape. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then we got to throw it in the river. Galva does some running around to gather up the whole heap of bodies and throw them all in the dumpster. Just going to run this Good way. Good job, everybody. This way and then... <laughs> wow, she just teleported across the map. Whoa, where's she going? Galva, come home. Just collecting the bodies. There's another body up here. <laughs> Yeah, I think it, it will have, like, dragged it. Oh, okay. That's very useful. Thank you, Aya. Fuck yes. We did it. She tosses them in the dumpster. Hooray! Non-lethal murder. We did it. We did it. Alright. Do we level up? What are you... No. no. What? No. <laughs> Man, that's a bummer. What do you do now? Okay, well, which... how do we get inside? We look for the way in. So, there's two large doors. One truck is literally sticking out of one of the bay doors that is open. We look inside with our eyeballs. We steal the truck, Ant. It's ours now. Okay. We peek. We peek in very carefully and try not to be seen by bad guys. I mean, good guys. Or are we the bad guys? We're kind of the bad guys. You're kind Maybe. of the bad guys. <laughs> Roll me perception and stealth. Okay. Oh. Oh, shit. Who fucked up their stealth? I heard, oh, shit. No, it's the good kind of oh shit. Oh, okay. God damn, Ao. <laughs> Ao's the best. You are the knight. Despite wearing hot pink. She's the pinkest and brightest creature here. Uh, it's fine. There's someone else who got to fuck up the stealth. Oh. Wow, you take that back. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh, oh, You knew this was gonna happen. You know what she rolls like. And she gets disadvantage on stealth. Alright, so you guys look in, and the warehouse has been emptied of a lot of its goods, but there are still crates around. Galva, when you look to peek in, you end up kind of, like, leaning on the truck, <laughs> and you just hear this loud, <laughs> as the truck creaks. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and... Oh, who did I alert? Everybody. Uh, oh, good. All eyes are on the four of you. I guess we have to kill every person in here. Yeah, I guess so. It's time for Naughty Children's <gasps> Initiative. Big Tony! Dibs. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to point out Big Tony, mm -hmm. Sal, Vito, and Sonny are on the rafters on the second floor. Oh, thank you for this gift. Okay. This cat walks up on the second floor. Oh, there's yes. so many of them. <laughs> I can't wait for Ao to knock every one of them fuckers to their death. So we're rolling advantage for this initiative, right? 
You all have advantage, oh, yes, right. because you did your warm-ups. Oh. I wasted such a good roll on this, but that's oh fine. I am so glad you gave me advantage because my other roll was a one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's very good. 18, in it? In it. Wow. You guys did real good initiative. I did okay. You did okay. <laughs> I did okay. Our two punch buddies are going to go fuck them up immediately. All right. I'm excited to fucking fight these dudes. Good. It would have been fun to... I don't know how he would have snuck in because you got bitches everywhere. Yeah, I know. It's almost like they're guarding the place. Hmm. I don't want them <laughs> to call for backup. Is that a concern we have? It could be. Ant? What? Is that a concern we have, Ant? I mean, I think it is. Ant? It could be. Ant, I don't want to fight more guys, Ant. Well, maybe you should be quick about these then. Okay, let's fight them real fast and make them die very quickly. We have to kill very quickly. There are and bullets too slow. Four, five, and bullets six, too seven, slow. Eight. There it is. There are eight guys in here, my dudes. That's okay. Mm. Two for each of us. I guess. I want Big Tony. He's mine. So, as you guys look into the warehouse, you see a lot of the crates have been moved. There are some large metal crates that are still around. But it looks like most of the products are in the wooden crates. Were, uh, most of them are still up on the second level. The metal crates are more supplies for just in general. As you look in and Galva makes that sort of loud creak because she's leaning on the truck. Sorry. All eyes are on you and you realize that not only are there Sunhold Mafia members on the upper levels and the rafters loading up some of the crates, but there are some Adamantine Authority soldiers on the lower level that are mixed in that are helping transport the goods excellent and one of them is in what appears to be an exosuit that is helping load the large crates but as of right now the exosuit does not have any crates in hand and as you guys are spotted the dwarf in the exosuit clangs its clamps together and it just goes intruders get them I excitedly grin, a shark-toothy grin, and point at that one and go, mine. But I thought you wanted Big Tony. I will get Tony later. I want to fuck <laughs> that dwarf up. You'll get Big Tony with the exosuit. <laughs> <laughs> now, I might not take the exosuit to use. I might just blow it the fuck up. But also, <laughs> maybe I'll use it. Maybe. We'll see what uh, happens. Unless, we'll, like, we'll someone else gets to it first. I will tell. All right. So... At the top of the order is Ao. God damn it. <laughs> okay, so here's what's going to happen. Uh... <laughs> the Raptors is 40 feet up, you said. Yes, I answer reluctantly. Yeah, so the point directly behind Sal, like immediately to the north of Sal, uh-huh. is 60 feet away. Which means if I were to go in a straight line, that would be 72.11 feet. Okay. I can go... 40 feet, use an action to dash to go 80 feet. Okay. Meaning I could make it here. Okay. Then I can use my bonus action to activate the astral arms. There it is. Okay. I need a deck save from him. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I'm already getting my dice. I know where this is going. Uh, oh, that's a 19. Ah, fuck. Oh. That would have been so good. You can still push him off. It was a good try. It was a good try. Well, she's right there next turn. So, I mean, yeah. she's going to have to take a few shots, but it's okay. All right. Is that your turn? 
Yep, that's everything I can do. I can't attack. So I use my action. So when you do that, you, your spectral arms appear, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think you fly up and uh, you kind of whiz by him. He's like, what the hell was that? And then he just turns around in time to see you like Amara Flex from Borderlands. He loses his hat, but he just barely manages to stay on the catwalk. He's like, holy Jesus, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> holy space Jesus. And- holy space fantasy Jesus Christ. Ao just has this like mad grin on her, looking at him. Oh, beautiful. Ao lives for this. Ao is the best. <laughs> Galva, you're up. Oh man, everything is so far away. I think though, I think what makes the most sense here is to try and um get up around here to stop the exosuit from exosuiting. <laughs> okay. Until that dwarf can be like knocked out and somebody gets in the driver's seat. Okay. So I think Elva's going to go here and she's going to again use Giant's Might to become large, to probably actually be drawn this time. Become large. So based on what I'm seeing here, the exosuit is probably one size up from large, right? Like what are the D&D sizes? Huge is the next step up. Yeah, yeah huge so, is up. Next. So is it fair to say that this thing counts as huge since it looks like it's like one set of squares bigger than Galva is? Honestly, it's large. It's it's bigger than you, but it's not in the huge category yet. Okay. I'm going to use my action to grapple with it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you know what? I was going to thunder wave it, but I love this so much more. Fucking fight it. Tear its arms off. <laughs> All right. Let's see how it goes. All right, so... It's opposing strength checks for grapple, right? It's athletics versus you can do either athletics or acrobatics, ah. but I have a feeling it's going to be... Athletics. Uh, it's gonna be athletics, yeah. Imagine how acrobatic this thing is. It suddenly starts doing some sick flips. Holy shit. Oh. That is going to be 24 athletics. Holy shit. Alright, here's what happens. Galva, you sheathe your sword and you just rush in. Angus, seeing you come in, does a high swipe with one of the large mechanical clamps on this, and mm-hmm. you just grab it by the wrist and flip over it. Mm-hmm. to get in between both of them and then you seize the other clamp mm-hmm. and you just slam them together in front of you and mm-hmm. hold them <laughs> and you hear the gears and the turbines and the pistons creaking violently as it tries to pull apart and you see the adamantine authority dwarf piloting this thing literally muscles bulging as he's trying to force the exoskeleton's arms apart and you just look at him <laughs> dead in the eye, stony face, while you hold it. Oh, I love it. Galva, is that your turn? That's action, bonus action, move. Yeah, that's that's all I got. Oh, I mean, I could sick. action surge in, though. No, I'll save that. All right, next up is Big Tony. Hey, Tony. Hey, Big Tony. Hey, yo, Tony. So Big Tony sees Sal being accosted by Ao and just goes, Hey, Sal, I'm coming. Hold on. And he, he rushes along the uh, catwalk as he draws his blaster, levels it, and fires at Ao. Ao? Oh, man. That is an 18. 18? Yeah, just barely. Okay. Wait, uh, I don't suppose I can use deflect missiles on this, can I? What does it say? Starting at third level, you can use your reaction to deflect or catch the missile when you are hit by a ranged weapon attack. When you do so, 
the damage you take from the attack is reduced by 1d10 plus your dex plus your monk level. Okay. If you reduce the damage to zero, you can catch the missile if it is small enough for you to hold. Okay. So I'm going to ask you now, are you going to deflect it mm-hmm. or are you going to catch it? So uh, the way it works is I deflect it no matter what so to reduce the damage, but if it's reduced to zero instead of just deflecting it, I catch and throw it at another uh, target. Okay. All right. That's fair. All right. So let me roll damage. Catch it and throw it at fucking mm-hmm. Sal. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Smack him in the fucking face. <laughs> just throw the bullet okay. at him. Doink. That is seven damage. Okay. Uh, five plus dex modifier plus monk level. That is more than seven. <laughs> okay. You catch. So, uh, if you reduce the damage to zero, you can catch the missile. If you have at least one free hand, you can spend one keyboard to make a ranked attack with a damn range of 2060. So I can use a key point to throw it again. Uh huh. I'm not going to waste a key point, so I'm just going to reduce it to zero and just, like. Okay. Because it's a laser bolt, mm-hmm. I think what happens is, uh, have you seen the Karate Kid 2? Like the second Karate Kid? Yeah, of course. That final fight where he's kind of like deflecting yeah, things like that. Uh, pretty much the same, except instead of with her normal flesh meat arms, she does it with mm-hmm. the actual arms to Ooh. manipulate the energy. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And just have it like whiz by her past Sal's head off into the distance. Okay. Need. Yeah, I honestly think that it's just a reaction thing. I don't think Ao really even looks. I think one of those astral hands just shoots up and snags it out of the air. And like, there's this brief moment where you see this astral hand and the energy from the laser bolt. Mm-hmm. It's like churning and like there's resistance and whatnot. And then you just release it past Sal's head and it just goes, and it's gone. <laughs> Sal pees pants a little. Um, Roman intimidation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a 19. Ooh. And I'm going to roll. Okay, here's what happens. <laughs> you angle it so close to Sal's face that it singes his sideburns. And he just goes pale white and faints and just falls off the catwalk. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Suck a dick, bitch! He rolled a one for the record. That is so fucking good. He hits this, like, an empty pallet on the ground. He just Mm -hmm. hits it with a crash. Oh. Nice. And then you just hear Big Tony go, oh, shit. (laughs) As Ao slowly turns around. Oh, God. (laughs) With the manic grin. (laughs) Yep. I'm gonna let Ao have Big Tony and do whatever she wants to. (laughs) Carry on. You know when uh, DBC abridged Popo's laugh? Yeah. That. <laughs> just that. I'm just picturing Zelias just go, oh, fuck, my new crew is awesome. <laughs> yes. Speaking of Zelias, it's your turn. That's a terrible thing. What can Zelias fucking, let's see. Did you want to check the truck? Oh, that's right, I forgot. Um, yeah, I'll, since I'm right next to it. I'll let you do this as a free action. Okay, yeah, I'm going to take a peek in the truck. The truck is not running, but the keys are in the ignition. <laughs> I get in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, Doc, you want a ride? Where are you going? In there. 
I think Finch, like, their jaw works for a couple of minutes because they are fucking speechless, and then they say, I'll wait out here. Oh, are you sure? It's gonna be great. I'll record it for you. Oh, uh, well, alright. I suppose. <laughs> Finch is good out here. Finch is good out here. Now, I wasn't planning on being in a truck, so let's see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I take my place in the truck. I guess it's backed into the garage, it looks like. It is, yes. Okay. Let's see. I don't know the travel distance of truck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't want to hit Galva, so I don't really want to go after him. Run down some dwarves in the back of the warehouse. I was thinking I might go after my boy Seamus back here. Seamus? Because it looks like there's crates and shit in the way. So. (laughs) I kind of, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what I can do. In my mind, I see myself running down a dwarf or two. (laughs) <laughs> in my mind's eye or or these are crates right like they can be slammed into and broken or something the gray ones are metal crates metal okay so they might slow my butt down uh-huh what if i go backwards so i'm just gonna say if you want to just gut it backwards yes i'm gonna say in one turn you'll be able to make it here okay like basically block off this with the truck where Seamus is. Now, would that be my full turn? Well, that would be your movement. My movement, okay. You would also, this here, this ladder. Yeah. You would just take it out. That's it would be fine. gone. You would just obliterate it. We have a fairy and Finch can fly when they become a bird. If they turn into a bird. Yeah. And if we really needed to get up there, Galva can fucking throw us. There's also another ladder right There's there. There's also Close another ladder <laughs> over here. <laughs> There's two other ladders, in fact. I didn't actually see that I'm one. I'm just saying, first. actually, if you take out that ladder, if Big Tony tries to run, he's going to have to go the long way. Okay. Past AO. I'm going <laughs> to take out the ladder with my truck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to select my my man's icon i'm going to boom this is where i'm going to end up ish okay and i can still attack just real quick i need a deck save okay let me make a deck save for you really quick (laughs) oh that's a 17 total okay so i think as you get in the truck you see that the keys are in addition you turn around and you just do your fucking gremlin laugh and you put the thing (laughs) in reverse and yep you put no. the thing in reverse and just drop your foot on the gas like as hard as you can. Yep. And you just hear the the tires peeling out and you rock it back. Yes, I do. Not only do you take out the ladder, but you actually take out that section of catwalk. It's Yay. gone. Hell oh, yeah. Fuck. And I think you just hit the brake. The van squeals to a stop and to your immediate left is Seamus looking fucking dumbfounded because... You're just hanging out there, your arm hanging out of the, the window of the truck, and, and you're just, you just got this shitty grin, and you're looking dead at him. And yes, you can attack. You said my arm's hanging out the window, so the window's open? Yeah. I cast Fireball at Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> now, refresher of what Fireball can do. A bright streak flashes from your pointing finger to a point you choose within range and then blossoms with a low roar into an explosion of flame. Each creature in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a dexterity saving throw. A target takes 8d6 damage, uh, fire damage, on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. The fire spreads around corners and ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. <laughs> All right, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Oh my god. 
that's a two dex save. So I, 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 he fails. Go ahead and give me your, give me the damage. Okay, buddy. Full let me, damage. Let me, get my, let me get my dice. Let me get out my special fireball dice. Just give me a, a little bit to roll some dice and do some math, and I'll tell you how badly I burn Mr. Seamus. Sure. Oh no, that's a lot of sixes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's that's four sixes. Okay. I was not expecting this fight to go this way, but I'm very happy it you is. You gave me a truck. <laughs> <laughs> plus six, plus six, plus six, plus six. Uh, 35 damage to Seamus. 35? 35. All right. I rolled four sixes. So, okay, so yeah. So like I said, you gun the, the truck back and you just squeal to a stop at that perfect vantage point. You see Seamus looking dumbfounded at you. And I think you just sort of like finger gun at him. And yes. that little gout of flame comes out. And just, I'd like to paint a picture for Galva, Ao, and Finch. You guys did not know there was someone back there. He was behind tall stacked crates. <laughs> you see Zelias fucking tear off to the back of the warehouse in reverse. Come screeching to a stop. And then, Galva, you look to your right and you just hear <laughs> and you just see this dwarf ragdoll. He's sailing <laughs> 30 feet in the air. He's <laughs> gone. And I think at that moment, Zelias, you look up and you just kind of check the sun visor and you see a pair of sunglasses and you're oh. like, hey! Put them on. I put them on indoors. I'm an elf. I can still see just fine. <laughs> Dark vision, baby. I guess he's got fireball back. Oh, he's so happy he has fireball back. Oh my god. The only way it could have gone better is if he used it on that one dwarf he really hates. But this is fine too. Seamus is no more. He is gone. <laughs> Rest in piss, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like you see him, Ao and Galva. You basically saw this dwarf cartwheel ragdoll just end <laughs> over end, <laughs> like thirty feet in the air. <laughs> uh, can I roll intimidation on every other enemy in the room? Um, you know what? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna give you advantage because you're in a oh, truck. God, <laughs> dude. I, I I love that you've given me advantage. I have a plus seven, so. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a nineteen is my high number. So. Oh my god. Uh, that's a twenty-six. 20 All right. I'm gonna make a couple of rolls here. Okay. <laughs> oh, buddy. This is so good. Okay. So the Adamantine Authority absolutely stand their ground. Mm -hmm. Big Tony, he can't really do much. He's kind of trapped. <clears throat> you just took out his only means of getting down. Yeah. And Ao's right there, and he's just going to have to stand his ground. Um, Sonny, he's running. <laughs> When it's his turn, he's not going to attack. He's going to try and get the fuck out of there. That's okay. And Vito's a little torn. Uh, I'll decide what he does when it gets to his turn. That's okay. All right. Next up is Angus's turn. All right. He fails his... He tries to break the grapple. You still got him locked. Wait, do I have to counter that? Oh, yeah, you do. Okay. Well, I mean, you're going to beat a seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could roll a one and I'd still beat it. All right, yeah. You, uh, no, no. All right, he's, that's his turn. All right, it's Vito's turn. What does Vito want to do? Um, You know what? 
Vito wants none of that shit, but. Did you say and, but? But. Yeah, I said but. I'm trying to. Oh, he doesn't have line of sight. Oh, you put a box there. That's a pillar. Well, you put a square there. Mm, I don't like that. Why did I do that? What'd you do? Well, I mean, that's that, that that I do have the range. All right, he's gonna he's gonna take a shot at Ao. Oh no. Okay. Uh, twenty-two. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. That is nine damage. Nine damage. Okay. Out. So yeah, he manages to level a shot, and it hits you in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, "What are you doing? Fight back! They could be hit. Hit them! Shoot them! Shoot the fuckers!" And uh, that's his turn. Finch, you're up. Good turn. Okay. Well, let's see. Finch is going to come in here, and they are going to cast spiritual weapon on uh, Angus and this whole exosuit situation. Okay. Uh, second level, you create a floating spectral weapon within range that lasts for the duration or until you cast the spell again. When you cast the spell, you can make a melee spell attack against a creature within five feet of the weapon. On a hit, the target takes force damage equal to 1d8 plus your spell casting ability modifier. As a bonus action on your turn, blah, blah, blah. Um, that doesn't matter right now. We're casting the spell. Okay. So what does the spiritual weapon look like? Uh, Finch's spiritual weapon is a scythe. Oh, that's right. Because their oh, deity is Kelimvor, so there's their scythe. And we're just going to do a little little slash to hit. Okay. Melee spell attack. Okay. Plus seven. Does a 26 hit? Holy shit, yeah, it does. Okay. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm still laughing at Ragdoll Shavis. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for this gift. Oh my god. Okay, well, that's not the greatest damage. That is five force damage. Force? Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, I think the blade just kind of like slices in and uh, you see some sparks as it glances off the armor of the exoskeleton. Mm -hmm. And it creaks in protest, but it and Galva are still locked. That's okay. They're helping. They are helping. Would you like to do anything else? Uh, No, that's about all they can do this turn. All right. It is Conrad's turn. Conrad is over here by the door. Uh, Conrad just saw his friend eat shit. I blew him up. He did flips. <laughs> Can I see him from where I'm at? Uh, yeah, I think you know he's there. Okay. I think I'm definitely pointing at him menacingly. Just, you know, just some flavor text. All right. Well, he, he's, he's running for cover. Now I can't see him. That's his turn. Okay. You liked it. I sure did. What a weenie. <laughs> I'm play hide and seek with this motherfucker, aren't I? Sonny is Sonny's the one that might have pissed himself. He's getting the fuck out of here. Bye, Sonny. And you know he's gonna use his action dash. So he's gonna get to about here. That's his turn. Uh Dwarf. Hmm. Dwarf is gonna <laughs> You scattered them delightfully. I did. He's gonna go this way. Uh he's gonna round the gates. Galva, you look to your right and you see an adamantine authority dwarf rounding the corner and he's headed towards you. Mm -hmm. Can't get to you, but he's on his way. Okay. And um, we're back up at the top of the order. Ao, you're up. All right. This fight is going swimmingly. This is going great. <laughs> Let's some distances. Okay. We're just going to go pay a visit to big old Tony here. Hey, big Tony. Hey, big Tony. I think as you come racing in like flying his way 
he just puts his hands up. He's look, 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 look. I don't want no trouble. I'm sorry I shot at you. I'm, I'm real sorry. I didn't know you could do that in my defense. Um, uh, just I look. Don't kill me. Do not please. Don't kill me. Uh, I got a I got a brother, little Tony. Real creative parents there, huh? You're right. Uh, here I was gonna introduce you to Truckcoon. No. <laughs> no, you were gonna you were gonna what? My friend, the truck. Oh, oh. You're within throwing distance of the front of that truck. Oh, uh, no. Look, we've been acquainted. Actually, that's my truck. I know him. Um, we are good friends. I start laying on the horn. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> beep. beep. see see, he knows me we're good we're good you don't have to introduce us to nobody (laughs) oh good i'll make you a deal then uh okay what's the deal you know what yes whatever it is yes drop your weapon and your far speed stone start running (laughs) so he does that and he's like Oh, uh, 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 where? Oh, the, the, okay, the other catwalk. Okay, yeah. Uh, beep, beep. Here's the, oh, okay, okay. Uh, here, uh, the, the gun, uh, far speech. Uh, here's my wallet. Um, uh, bye. <laughs> and he's fucking gone. Ao's a natural with this. <laughs> it is natural as well, but you're taking it. Love Ao. So he's technically out of the rotation. Mm-hmm. He's still in the warehouse if you guys do decide you just want to take him out. That's fine. He's going to be heading for the the nearest exit. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Would you like to do anything else? I have 10 and then another 40 if I use an action. I can move another 50 feet. <laughs> You're just following him. <laughs> yeah, the problem is Vito shot me. Ooh. Don't let him get away with that. Yeah. Teach him a lesson. Yeah, so we're going to move, uh, we're, we're going to be nice to uh, Big Tony over here and not directly follow behind him. He gave you his wallet. He did. Now yeah. we know where to find him. His house. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to start flying this way. Still up at catwalk level. Okay. And we're uh, making eyes at uh, old Vito here. He's leveling his blaster at you in response. He's going to shoot you out of the fucking sky, you little fairy bitch. All right, so I'm going to spend another key point uh-huh. in order to take the dodge action. Okay. Meaning every attack against me has disadvantage. Oh, okay. Interesting. I like this. Love it. All right, so is that your turn? Yep. All right. That was a good turn. That was a good turn. Galva, you're up. Okay. So we haven't really talked much about the mechanics of using this animated sword in combat. No. I don't know if it makes sense in every situation for her to be able to animate her sword to attack a target she's grappling. I think it absolutely makes sense in this situation. Yo, for sure. There's enough room for the sword to move around that she could, I don't know, maybe cut off one of these arms or go help the spiritual weapon with chopping up Angus in the driver's seat. Does that make sense here? So you basically want to say the command word and launch your sword at him from a chief. Yes. You know what? Rule of cool. Do it. All right. I use my bonus action. I say shimmer. It shimmers into the air. Do I get both attacks on it? On him? Um, I'm going to say no, because you need to have one to hold the grapple. Okay. Actually, do I roll to hold the grapple? I forget. 
I think if you're holding the grapple into your turn, you just keep it. Yeah, I think there's the role to initiate the grapple, but breaking it is his turn. Let me just double check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know the grapple rules are uh, vague. Yeah. Fight that robot. Roll to tear his arms off. All right, yeah, it looks like the onus of escaping is put on the person grappled. Okay. So, yeah, so you would get both attacks. Yep. Sweet. Okay. Then, yeah, he's going to have Facet coming at him from the other side of his compartment. Okay, make me two attack rolls. Okay. Okay, that is a 26 and a 21. Those both hit. All right. Roll me some damage. Roll me some beautiful beam damage. Okay. Okay, so that is 23 damage. 23 damage total? Yes. Okay. So here's what happens. So you've got the clamps of this thing pinned in front of you, pushed together, right? So, Galva, you you whisper the word shimmer, and your sword flies from its sheath, just rockets out. And with its first strike, it slices through some hydraulics. Mm -hmm. And you feel the arm kind of give a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then it shoots directly out in front of you, cuts the hydraulics, then spins around and comes back and slices into the fuel line in the back. Mm -hmm. So now this thing is leaking fuel all over the place. Oh, okay. And while it's shuddering, it's still functional. Okay. And you see the uh, Adamantine Authority dwarf inside just like really just angrily trying to break out of this grapple. All right. All right. Would you like to do anything else? Arson senses tingling. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Actually, I don't have to wait for anyone to commit some arson here. Uh-oh. Nah. You don't. I invoke the fire room. <laughs> now we want to loot the place before we burn it down, says the guy that just blew a dude up with fireball. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of metal crates here. It's yeah. fine. The wooden stuff's on the second level. Yeah. Okay, we burn up the second level. So, first off, that's going to be 2d6 fire damage. <laughs> so that's an additional 7 fire damage. Okay. And you must succeed on a strength save or you'll restrained. Double restrained. <laughs> Let's see. Well, you know what? Honestly, with 7 fire, it's not going to matter. Yeah. Here's what happens. Mm-hmm. After the strike from Facet, you feel just... Something inside you just get it. You just feel yourself getting angry. Mm-hmm. And it happens again, just like back in the uh, on Creon. The armored gauntlet that Darius had given you, the metal just turns to flame. Mm-hmm. And you feel it kind of going up your arm where like the gauntlet had stopped at the forearm. Mm-hmm. The flame kind of encroaches now. It has now consumed your entire arm up to the shoulder. Oh, shit. It doesn't burn, mm-hmm. but she has it on her left arm or her right arm? The gauntlet, it's the right hand glove. It's, it's Right hand, that's right. The right hand, yeah. Form is big on the right hand. Yes, that's right. So your entire right arm is just engulfed in this blazing flame that, to you, you don't feel any heat whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And when Facet cut the fuel line, some fuel sprayed onto, like, the shoulders and was dripping down the arms, and you managed to catch it alight. Ooh. And 
the flame travels up the exoskeleton's arm through the fuel line, and this thing just explodes in your face. Ooh. Leaving you, Galva, with the severed arms of the exoskeleton and just wreckage and a very dead adamantine authority soldier at your feet. Oh, fantastic. Rest in piss, Angus. He'll be fine. She tosses the arms to either side of her. She doesn't need these. She's got her own arms. <laughs> Finch feels a single doki. God, Galva's so cool. God, she's fucking cool. Like, oh, shit. She's literally hot. <laughs> she's so hot. Oh. And you still, to the right, there's still that dwarf, that uh, dwarf, dwarf who was heading your way, who has now skid to a stop since his buddy Angus just exploded in a fiery wreck of the exoskeleton. I still haven't moved, have I? No. No. You have not moved. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Man, we're cool as hell. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I can move like right here. Sup, dwarf? <laughs> Sup, dwarf? Is that your turn, Galva? I want an action surge. Now you know, this. that's good. We're, we're good with this. So I don't even think you run over. I think you just throw the arms to the side, casually turn to dwarf, and start making your way over. And the heat from your burning right arm is making your kinetic sand hair just billow behind oh, you. That's so cool. And like bits of sand are falling off and literally turning into glass at your feet. Oh, oh, that's fucking cool. God damn. And you just roll up onto Dorf and you just look down at him like, what's up, little man? <laughs> you want to go? <laughs> she doesn't say that, but that's the mood. All right. Yeah, I'm good. Beautiful. And then it is Big Tony's turn who's still running. Oh, God. Oh, geez. Oh, God. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, this ain't worth it. Oh, I'm, I'm going straight after this. I'm going legit. That's his turn. He is running along the catwalk. Running commentary from Big Tony. He runs by Vito. He's like, good luck, Vito. I'm out of the life. It's all yours. Goodbye. I love you. Goodbye. No, I don't. I don't, though. <laughs> Where arch nemesis is. Zelias, you're up. Okay, so I did see that one, what's his name, Conrad? Yeah, Conrad. Dart behind those boxes. Yeah. Okay, I think... <laughs> I think Zelias is like, okay, he's probably going back there to, like, escape or something. He doesn't know there's a robot there. He doesn't see right. it yet. Right. So I think just to be a fucking goblin-ass troll, he's going to back the car up into the wall to block that exit. Oh, the far- Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Zelias is gonna go back there. Like, here is. She's gonna give himself room to get out of the car. Yeah. And he gets out of the car. So the truck is now blocking that exit. <laughs> it's blocking that exit. I think Zelias will end up there-ish, if you can see. Yeah, I can see. Because I don't know how movement works when, with truck, but he's now out of the truck. Here's your truck. Oh, that's cool. I drew a box for a truck. Thank you. You can make it to here, I think. You assume I want to go there. I'm just saying, if you want to get out of the truck and move, you can make it there. I'm trying to decide, do I want to move here? Because I don't see him yet. He's there. I see Robot. Instead of getting into Robot, though, I think what I'd rather do is stay over here. Uh-huh. And I want to cast Erupting Earth under the Robot and just fuck it up so that asshole can't use it. Just out of spite. Okay. Breaking all their Robots. Alright, I mean, I'm not gonna roll. Okay. So. The concrete just 
fucking seizes up underneath this exoskeleton and it looks like it's being tossed around in a bouncy house as the the concrete and the mortar and the stone just crunch this thing into wreckage now it takes 3d12 bludgeoning damage okay yeah go ahead if you want to go sciency or sciency rulesy yeah go ahead if you want to roll i do want to roll where are my d12s now it's three d12s so get rid of that one Okay, that is 26 damage. And I guess Elias's goal is to knock it the fuck over so no one can fucking use it. Oh, it's knocked over. Like, Good. it's still somewhat intact, but it's not going to work. The glass canopy is, like, shattered. The legs that hold it up are all twisted and gnarled and bent. Really, the only thing that might work on it are the arms, and even then, that's dubious. Okay, cool. Uh, see, it's a little outside of my movement range, but I think it would be funny to get on top of it and just watch around the corner and see if Conrad comes to try to take it. You know what? I'll allow it. Okay, just to be a little shit, piece of shit, fuckbird. Yeah, I will allow this. Okay, I'll move myself to it. I'm stood upon the top of its fucking rubble, just okay. watching. Just I just want to see if he comes for it. Like, arms crossed? Yeah, just kind of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dead robot, out of order. (laughs) (laughs) Just out of pure fucking spite. If Conrad takes a shot at him, it's fine. This is worth it. Alright, so is that your turn, Zelias? That's my turn, thank you for the truck. (laughs) You're welcome. Vito, Vito's up. Uh, Vito sees Ao coming, but also looks down and sees Galva be absolutely terrifying. Oh boy, I gotta make a call here, hold on. Flip a dice, roll a coin. <laughs> Flip a dice, roll a coin. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, huh? Hold on. Does Vito have balls? Ah, uh, how hard do I want this person to die? <laughs> um, that is the eternal question. No, that is both of my third level spell slots. Okay, you know what? Vito's gonna move to here. And he sees Ao coming at him, so mm-hmm. he's gonna put his gun away. He's gonna holster his, his blaster, and he's gonna hold out two fingers, and he's gonna cast Ray of Frost. Okay. So I have to make a range spell attack. Disadvantage. And I have disadvantage. Yes. Oof! You're very lucky because that first roll would have been like a seventeen. So that is an eight. So uh, seventeen would have missed too. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, he fires Ray of Frost at you, Ao, and you just flit to the side, and just it completely goes wide. Ah, oh, shit! And Vito's very quickly running out of options. Finch, you're up. Sucks to be Vito. Man, v- Vito's not having a good Okay, well... Vito also made a very terrible mistake. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He shot Ao. Yes, he did. Let's see. No, he moved towards Ao. Yeah, he's closer <laughs> to her now. <laughs> Oh, no. He, had to, he was trying to get into spell range. Yeah, now he's in movement range. <laughs> okay, so question. How much of a burning mess is this exosuit? Is it, like, smoldering? Is it still a big bonfire? It's a pretty big bonfire. It's pretty slagged. Okay. Can you see my arrow? Yeah. Would Finch be able to assess that they might be able to safely go this way, or are they going to have to Yeah, go? they can. It's not, like, the fuel was burning up. Uh-huh. So it's not spreading any further. Okay. And it's all concrete. As long as, there's nothing really that's flammable around it, so it's kind of contained. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. Probably isn't going to help much, because he's 
40 feet in the air. Uh, yeah, you fidge some jet boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. Well, let's see what's... I don't even know if I've got anything that'll... If you brought Wilhelm, you could just throw Wilhelm up there. <laughs> and he could yeah! find his wiener. I mean, they did bring Wilhelm, but they're not throwing him anywhere. <laughs> so good, though. He needs to level up first. Uh, well, Wilhelm or Finch? Wilhelm. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. Normally, I kind of have an idea of what I want to do, but things changed so quickly. They oh, really that's all right. did. <laughs> this battle has been very dynamic, and things have changed very rapidly. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. You know what? Finch sees Vito flinging spells at their good friend Ao. Okay. They're going to cast Silence on Vito. Centered on Vito. Tell him to shut the fuck up. All right. He doesn't have to, there's no save. He's just silent now, right? Yeah, because it's, it's it's an area of effect. Range 120 feet. I'm pretty sure I can reach him, even though he's 40 feet up in the air. Yeah, you can reach him. Yeah, it's a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose within range. For the duration, no sound can be created within or pass through a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose within range. So this is just going to affect Vito. But yeah, no more spells for you, buddy. Okay. And then I can only move my scythe 60 feet, or 20 feet. Yes, we'll move it so that it's so it's there. So Vito can't cast any spells that use somatic components, and that is Finch's turn. Okay. Good turn, Finch. Thank you. Good turn, Finch. Yeah. It is Conrad's turn, and Conrad is, as you might have guessed. <laughs> Guess what, dickhead? Yeah, so he's he makes it here. <laughs> uh, and he skids to a stop, but he sees Zelias triumphantly standing atop the crumpled mech. <laughs> And he's just, he kind of looks around like, oh, shit, and then squares up to fight. I was about to say, don't you have a gun? Can't you shoot me? <laughs> Actually, let me double check his Do equipment. something! His, I had to check his equipment. I don't think he has it. It's fine. I just want to fucking heckle this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, no. When you say you don't have a gun, he, like, looks down at his belt, you know, where he has, like, a stun mace. Yeah. And, like, a, a buckler shield strapped to his arm. But, uh, no, he, he looks at he's like, he shrugs, he's got nothing. All right, well, you know, you can just leave. Y- you're a wanted criminal, I'm not leaving. Yeah, but if you don't not fight me, then I might not blow you up. Wait, what? That probably came out Wait. wrong. Listen, if you come and step to me, I'm going to kill you, just like your buddies, all right? And then he just goes, then I die with honor. <laughs> oh, honor, listen to you. You're so full of shit. You're working with the fucking mafia. You call this honorable. He looks, he's like, what we do are none of your business. Pirate scum. Oh, you got just so much room to talk right now. In fact, keep going, because it's not hypocritical of you at all. I would have him do more, but this is the end of his turn. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) From across the warehouse, Finch shouts, hypocrisy is not honorable. Oh, oh, hear that? Hear that? Idiot. It is Sonny's turn. Sonny is... He comes down and he's... You know what? He's gone. He's. I don't want to keep rolling for him. He <laughs> ran. Don't, <laughs> I don't want to keep rolling for him. Now, Ant, is that ladder right there where he just vanished? Is that going up to this upper platform? Or does that go downstairs or something? No, it, it goes up to this up uh, okay. to the catwalk. He just came down that. I see. It just looked different from the other ladders, so I was a little confused. Yeah, So he took fine. out. I hope they're not going to go get reinforcements. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, we don't. I don't really care. If they do, we'll blow them up. 
Oh, it's Dorf's turn. It's Dorf's Dorf in turn. time. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's Dorf in time. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> you know what? He's going to step to Galva. Oh, <laughs> bring it on. Step on him. Oh. Brush him under your big woman booties. Big woman booties? Regular sized uh, feet? I don't know. This is, what is with these ice? All right. <sighs> Here's what happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> he raises his stun baton strike at you, Galva. He swings. You catch it with your flaming hand and just snap it. <laughs> Did he roll a one? He rolled a one. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. He's having oh, a bad day. Poor all of these dwarfs. And now he looks at what is essentially just the handle of his stun mace, looks back up at Galva, and... He holds up his shield and prepares for what's about to happen because <laughs> it's not going to be good. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> He's just turtling up, and like you see, like you see the exact moment where he goes, I'm in danger. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> yep. Oh, I love it. Ayo, you're up. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, hey, buddy. oh Vito so I'm gonna attack four times holy shit in perfect silence in perfect silence like a beautiful dance I'll I'll just post them all in the chat yes please Uh, I'm at a plus eight because of the arms bonks man Galva and Aeor everyone in this party is just a force to be reckoned with Give me a truck and I can keep up with them. <laughs> Finch feels like a big weenie. No, I love Finch. No. Finch kind of told a god to sit down and shut up. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. Those are the attacks. Ooh, those are very good. Those all hit. All of them hit? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they all hit. This guy does not have good AC. Listen, I was trying to get you in numbers. Their AC is not very high. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to roll damage on the uh, first three. Uh-huh. The last one is not an attack. It is a shove. <laughs> okay. Five feet to the south. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> Seven. 16. 27. Yeah, 27 damage and uh, push him off the catwalk. How much damage? 27. That's before the full damage. All right. So after that ray of frost misses, you kind of came in low a little bit, and then you came swooping up. So, have you ever seen Chun-Li's spinning bird kick? Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's a spinning bird kick, but I do want to say it's a ladder combo. Yeah. And that last one is a like a heel snap kick straight to the sternum mm-hmm. that pushes him straight back out of the sphere of silence. So, this entire barrage is just this. It's silence. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Anyone who sees it, it's just, you just, it's almost like you're pantomiming it and you see this poor elven mafia guy just jerking from side to side as he gets struck. And that last one, he's unconscious when he launches out of the bubble. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And then he just drops like a stone with a crash. Big Tony's going to have some big therapy bills. Uh, right? Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> no. Right next to Big Tony as he gets down there. He's shit, Big Tony. Actually... Do you, do you see those crates to the south? Mm-hmm. He ragdolls into them and just crashes, and you just see broken magic items on the ground. 
Oh no, oh. we could have sold those. It's fine. Eh, maybe I can scavenge the pieces. Probably can't make them into sword stuff. So, uh, Vito is gone. Oh, Ooh. Vito. Goodbye, Vito. Ayo, would you like to do anything else? Uh, nah, I'm good. Take a selfie with the corpse. <laughs> Big Tony's going down. He sees, he's, oh, shit, Vito, I'm sorry. Oh, I'll tell your wife that you loved her. And he's gone. <laughs> no, come back. Oh, well. Big Tony has left the building. Ayo, was there anything else? No, that's it. Okay. Galva, you are up. All right. Let's make Dorf dead. Um, <laughs> Hi, Dorf. For starters, let's just do a regular pair of attacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Be a hell of a time for a crit. Sadly, no. And one of these might have actually missed. Um, That is a... One is a 25, and the other is just a 12. Uh, Yeah, the 12 misses. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's roll that first damage before we start going crazy with the extra skills. So that is 13 damage. Okay. I also want to say, like, because it's been animated and, like, her hand is still kind of cooling down from from the fire rune, I think she's not, like, quite holding it. I think it's kind of, like, tracking kind of, like, just outside, like... She has her hand out as if she were holding it, but there's, like, a gap between yeah. her hand and the sword. I like that. I'm imagining, like, a near automata. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get exactly what you're saying. So, yeah, I think at this point now, the flame is dying down almost to an ember. And for those of you who can see this, Galva's entire right arm has that sort of cracked magma look. Ooh. Kind of like glowing lines on the surface of her skin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and just sort of like a dull flame wrapping around it. And yeah, I think Facet is just sort of tracking just outside of her reach, but like it's following her arm movements. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that first one, I think he manages to tank with his buckler shield, but that second one, you manage to slip in under a guard and you just manage to kind of cut his bicep. All right. How's he looking? Is he still up? He's still up. All right, then I'm going to action surge. Okay. Because I want to make him dead. Oh my god. Oh, rest in peace, Dorf. Rips and Pippus. Yeah. Rips and Pippus. Okay, that is 22 and 21. Those hit. Right. That is an extra 21 damage. Jesus Christ. This is what she does. Yes. Don't forget you have to hold her hand going through the city normally. Uh, yeah, fair. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. I think your temper flares a little bit, Galva, again, when you mm-hmm. see that he managed to deflect that one shot. So you raise your hand and swing your sword down again, and it crunches through his shield. And so that first strike cuts deep into his torso. And then you raise your hand again and you finish the job. One more mighty swing, just from shoulder to hip, and he goes down in a shower of blood. Lorch. Love it. Galva has some anger issues. And I think she whispers the command word again, and Facet returns to its sheath. And it just snaps to its sheath. Yes. So, uh, is that your turn, Galva? You haven't moved. Oh shit, you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I might as well go see what the captain's up to. Nothing. 
just fighting a guy, yeah. killing a robot. Yeah, again, I don't think you're in any hurry. I think you just you start strolling that way. You mosey, you saunter. And I mean, she doesn't know everything that's going on back here. There might be other people that the captain hasn't immolated yet. <laughs> hasn't exploded. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're getting there. Zelias, you're up. Scorching Ray at the man. <laughs> I'm out of my third levels, or else I would use Fireball, but this one's okay, too. Uh, you create three rays of fire and hurl them at targets within range. You can hurl them at one target or several. Conrad is my target. Uh, make a ranged spell attack for each ray on a hit. The target takes 2d6 fire damage. Now, is that per ray? Yes, per ray. Okay, so that'll be 66 if I hit him. I'm a rolling my spot. Well, that works too. Uh, 14 plus 7. 21 to hit. That hits. Fantastic. I'm going to roll my damage dice. Jesus, this wasn't so much a fight as it was a massacre. It was kind it was of a massacre. fucking yeah. slapped your four babies down. And technically, I think you have to roll a, to hit with each of those rays, even though you're targeting the same man. Yeah. Yes, you do. Oh, oh, okay. Each ray counts as a separate attack. Oh, okay, so the first one was 21, then. Yep, that hit. Let me roll another one. 11. That does not hit. That one does not hit. And the last one, 25. That hits. Okay, so then I hit him with two rays. Mm-hmm. Let me roll my damage from my two rays. Bloop! Uh, 18 damage. One eight. Okay. He takes two glancing shots. Like, uh, I think one on, like, the knee and one on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. They singe and sear his body, but he braces himself and he's still up. I think Zelaz looks a little bit annoyed because he just had that real fucking good fireball earlier, but now he's being reminded, oh, yeah, my magic sucks. It's not good yet. <laughs> so he, he actually looks a little irritated, but I think he's going to stay at- atop his robot because the ground around it is now difficult terrain. Yeah. I would definitely say that, yes. and But I think Conrad takes those hits, and he looks at you, he's like, ah, you're not so tough. <laughs> I'm not. Did you see your friend explode? How do I know that was you? Did, did you miss the part where I blew your friend to shite, and there he is, his body's on the floor over there? Singed? Uh, I'll succeed where he failed. Oh, sure you will. Come on over here and say that to my face. I'm a-coming. Mind the difficult terrain. On my turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And my turn is over. I had to trash talk a little bit. Okay. Finch, you're up. Oh, good. Okay, well, um... So, actually, real quick, sorry. Um, Finch, roll me perception. Uh, I do need Finch to seize Elias atop that broken machine because they need to record it for Reese. Oh, that's right! I know. I, I just... I'll stay up here for you. It's fine. Oh, thank you. I just need, I need a perception okay. I'm gonna help you win 50 bucks. 21 percept. As you get past that slag heap, hmm. you hear a voice coming in. It sounds like it's from a stone of far speech. Uh-oh. And it sounds like someone at least of a commander level saying, come in. For the last time, come in. <laughs> and then you just hear, <clears throat> Captain, that's on the attack. Oh, fuck. Who's talking? Everyone's dead. Um, Except for the ones that didn't die. Can I cast... I want to cast Toll the Dead on um, Angus. Mm-hmm. Am I able to react and do that before he whispers about Vance Arland? Or am I too slow? 
Unfortunately, no. Uh, well, Aunt, you said he was dead. I said it exploded. Yeah, you said he was dead. He's off the map. Yeah, he's dead. He's out of combat. Mm. He can't do anything. I think to you guys. But... I think, I think he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's dead now. Oh, okay, good. Okay, so I won't waste my spell. With his dying breath, he conveyed the message. Eh, that's fine. We'll just blow this fucker up. Well, he knows where we are now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to leave ASAP. And blow it up. Yes. Thankfully, we have a truck. We have two trucks! We have a truck. Yeah, I'm glad I brought this truck with me. Yeah, I'm glad we have this truck. Um, Captain Admiral Blue Balls knows we're here! You just call him Blue Balls! I did! I love that! Thank you! We need to go! Oh, shit! Yeah, no, you're right, we'll go. It's gotta kill a guy, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It'll be quick! I wish you'd stop saying that! Which one? Don't worry about it. Well, you, you worry a lot, is what I'm saying. I do, and for good reason. We're going what? to die. You're gonna get wrinkles, man. That's the least of my worries. Oh, Alright, well, let me just kill a guy real quick and we'll go. Alright, fine. There's a truck back here, by the way. Yes, the one you crashed into that wall. It was really good. Good good job, you, you did it. I did. I'm so proud of you. I blew a man up. Yes, I, I saw his little body <laughs> ragdoll through the air. <laughs> Oh, you saw that! I'm so glad! Alright, let me kill this guy real quick, alright? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this conversation is. Oh my god, it's so good. I love any time Finch and Elias talk to one another. They're very great. So, Hang on. Oh, yes. Oh. Hang on. He's... Oh! What can I do? Oh. What can I do with 85 feet of, of stuff? Let's oh, see. Find let, out. Let me of look at my spell casting range. Yes. Oh, I use the second do you have line before? of sight? That not that pillar in the way? Oh. Oh, yeah, it's in the way. Aw, wieners. Aw, butts. Aw, booger. Well, hang on. Aw, beans. Is it? Uh, Is it in the way? No, you got it. You got line of sight. I'll say it. Okay. I'll allow it. Okay. I'll give you line of sight. You can have line of sight. I'm a very forgiving DM. If these were Warhammer rules, you wouldn't have shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's the range on this spell? Probably also 60 feet. What's the range on Wilhelm? Uh, not 80 feet. <laughs> Although he does have that circlet of levitation. That is true. And a Roomba. <laughs> the Roomba does not go very fast. <laughs> I'm going to get you a crossbow specifically modified to launch Wilhelm. That would <laughs> be... Oh my god. Fucking incredible. You have Galva. She's like a crossbow. <laughs> She's not? <laughs> More like a trebuchet. Yeah, I don't have... I have no spells that will reach the man, so... That's okay. My turn, I guess, is just yelling at Zelias. Turn well, spirit. <laughs> and coming around the corner to witness him atop this thing. Pile of dead robot. I guess I use my action to take a picture of the captain. Yeah! That's still a productive turn. I'm recording this. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty decent picture. Big. So, they, I think they could make it you, like, let's see, 15 feet, and then so they'd be able to move another 10. So, you challenged... Step into you. I sure did challenge that fucking dwarf. I'm up on top of the robot. Can he climb up and get me? Yes, he can. Okay, come at me, you little bastard. Alright. He brings his stun mace to bear, and he attacks. Oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So that's a crit. Oh, of course it is. That's fine. Don't worry about it. We turn into a black hole. Everybody dies. Good campaign. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. 
because I remember that I have sorcery points. Okay. So Don't worry about it. Oh my god, I rolled clown shoes for damage. Oh, darn. That's ten bludgeoning damage. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But you also, you said you got a zap baton, right? Yeah, um, yeah, give me a second. Nope, you're fine. I'm just sad I wasted a crit. I know exactly what I'm doing. And that's, uh, that's four thunder damage. Okay. No, y your boy Zelias has a plan. Thunder or electric? Electric, Lightning. yeah, sorry. I don't think it matters damage. super much as far as the number of my health goes. Okay. No, it's I fine. Mean, you're still down 14. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's don't even. I I know what I'm doing. I have a plan. Your captain has a plan. So yeah, he comes in. I think with a side winding body blow, like trying to catch you in the side. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he hits you here as it throws some electrical sparks. Once it connects, hurts like a bitch. Hmm. How many sorcery points do I have? I think all of them. No, I mean in total. Oh, I have five. Okay. It's equal to your level. Perfect. So yeah, and I think he goes, you're gonna die here, Vance Arland. <laughs> nah, no, nah, I think I'll be alright. I think everything's gonna be just fine. Alright, and uh, it's Ao's turn. Okay, I think uh, the three of them have that all well unhandled. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. we do. In the meantime, looking around, is there any sort of like office or uh, stuff where paperwork would normally be? Um, roll me perception. Okay. It's a 19. So you do a quick scan and you realize that this warehouse is more like a storage unit or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So there is no office, meaning that any paperwork is is likely held off-site. Okay. If there even really is any. I'm going to go to this, uh, the body of the guy I threw off and (laughs) search through those magic items. (laughs) Okay. See if there's anything that didn't get broken. Okay, roll me investigation. Not bad, it's a 17. Roll me a d6. Six. Okay, you find a pair of leather gloves. Yeah, they're mine now. You don't know what they do yet. (laughs) (laughs) We'll figure that out later. Delightful. Now is looting time. Yes. (laughs) Now it's time for it. It's time to loot. All right, Galva, you're up. All right, um, God, there's not a lot left to do. Um, There is a crate that you could break into in front of you. All right, yeah, I think you raise a good point. And I think between the fact that A, Cap's got this on lock. Sure he does. <laughs> B, Finch has just announced that the fuzz is on the way. And C, she really wants something out of this expedition. We did come here to loot. Time to grab shit and run? Yeah. Yeah. Like proper pirates. Um, time to do a smash and grab. Let's bust open this crate. Woo-hoo! Okay, roll me athletics. That is a dirty 20. <laughs> you obliterate this crate. Everything's broken. No, I'm kidding. Oh, fuck. Roll me a d6. Okay. Actually, I'm sorry. Roll me two d6s. Oh. All right, then. Because these are broken. That is a four and a five. Okay. You pull out a jeweled brooch. 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 Pretty. Brooch. Brooch. Bro- brooch. 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 <laughs> yeah. Brooch. 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 Well, brooch. it looks like brooch. I do like brooch. Yes. And you pull out a Bang. gray cinched bag. All right. Fingers crossed. Okay. It's full of candy corn. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's candy corn. Worst candy ever. 
actually, can I roll a quick arcana? Is this a bag of holding? Is it a bag of holding? You know, you're not going to have time. It's not in this situation. Okay. Zelias, you're up. Zelias is going to expend five sorcery points to regain a third level spell slot. He's going to grab this dwarf by his shirt. You are a creature of spite, and I fucking love it. I am. I'm going to grab this dwarf by his shirt, and I'm going to grin a fucking shark toothy grin. And I'm going to cast Fireball centered on myself. <laughs> God! No! Too late. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even rolling for just do the damage. I'm okay. serious. Okay, okay. Let me pull up a dice roller again. This is entirely too just. This is too hardcore to ruin it by having him take half damage. He reaches deep into his horrible gremlin soul and he conjures up the, the power to fucking cast another fireball. Which is. Oh god, how many? It's 8d6, that's right. God damn. I'm so glad Finch has a front row seat to this. I fucking love Zelias. He's so good. <laughs> oh no. So. <clears throat> I have done 25 damage to him and myself. <laughs> okay. I am unconscious. Um. All right. <laughs> I think I'm a little too far. But I hope I took him down with me. Oh, fuck. So here's what happens. Oh, wait a minute. What? I only rolled seven. 28 damage. Oh. I am still unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think what happens. First, do you say anything to him when you get up in his face? Oh, what did he, what's the last thing he said to me? Shit, I think he said, uh, you're gonna die here. He said, I'm gonna die here. He said, I'm kind of like a weak, shitty sorcerer or something like yeah. that. Uh-huh. Fuck! Oh, God, what's a cool thing to say? I don't know. I think, honestly, I just kind of give him the shitty grin. I'm like, all right, we'll see who's a weak, shitty sorcerer, you little bastard. And then I explode. Okay, so here's what happens. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and heighten this with a little bit of cool factor for you. Okay. You grab him by his officer's shirt, right? Yeah. And you just reel him and you get right in his face. You do that toothy grin. <laughs> and when the fireball starts, it starts between you two, right? Sure. It's not coming from your fingertip. It's almost like you're, like you said, you're pulling this spell from the very depths of your soul. Out of spite. Out of spite. <laughs> um, and when this thing goes off, all of you, I mean... Ayo, you're rummaging through the crate. Galva, you just look up when you see this light, this glint of flame, and you're just like, oh, no. <laughs> Finch, you know exactly what's about to happen. I feel like you're just preparing a cure spell now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this thing goes off, and this is a lot more violent than the last fireball. This thing expands almost like when a sun goes into a red giant. Just goes, boom. You are both thrown opposite of each other. So Conrad slams into the metal crates directly behind him, just cracks his skull open. There's a streak of blood as his body hits the ground. Me too. You also are slammed back into the crate. Yeah. And almost as quick as it expanded, the fireball snuffs itself out. Huh. And when you guys run to see Zelias, who is propped up unconscious against these metal crates. <laughs> yeah, I assume we're all just rushing over at this point. The scorch marks on the metal 
resemble that of a dragon with its wings unfurled. That's fucking cool. Oh, shit. Guys, shit. I'm a fucking dragon sorcerer. Take a picture. Here's your reminder. <laughs> yeah, take a picture. <laughs> take a picture of our unconscious asshole. <laughs> Send it to Reese. Look what this fucking moron did. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Galva can just ignore this difficult terrain. She's coming over too. Yeah, fuck yeah. Y'all big. Yeah, she big. Sup? He's unconscious, but satisfied. <laughs> I like how, oh my god, he's dying. Nope, take a picture. <laughs> Does Finch just shove the camera into Galva's hands? <laughs> just I get mean, a good shot from there? Yeah. But I mean, Finch, if you run in to heal him, you're going to ruin it because you're like, you're in the shot. You need to perfectly frame it with the... Uh... <sighs> <Scorched laughs> give dragon. it a couple of seconds. <laughs> God. Yeah, I guess they'll give Galva a minute to frame the shot. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> not too long, though, because we got to escape. No, it does not take a minute. She... Your captain is dying. Yeah, she takes the picture in confusion and then... <laughs> I mean, they can cast the Spare the Dying so she can line up the shot or what the fuck ever. It's a cantrip. It's fine. I think she's worried, though. She's a... Eh. <laughs> he looks content in his unconsciousness. Okay, whatever. We have a picture of our idiot captain. I was gonna say, well, even though you're unconscious, you have a very content smile. <laughs> I love blowing shit God. So Finch approaches Elias' stupid unconscious body and they kneel down next to him and they take his face in both their hands. So they've got like one hand on, on either side of his jaw. So they're doing kind of like a little cradling thing mm -hmm. and they put their face real close to his face and they cast Cure Wounds. Okay. <laughs> I now have... Um, You're an idiot sandwich. Yeah. They're making an idiot sandwich. They cast Cure Wounds. <laughs> Elias recovers 9 HP. Sweet. And the positives. And the first thing he sees when he opens his stupid eyes is the disapproving <laughs> glare of his cleric, <laughs> who is very, very disappointed in him. <laughs> oh, hey. How's it going? Not great. We need to leave. Oh, that's a real good idea. I think that's a great idea. Let's do that thing that you said. Yes, please. Thank you. Oh, my skin. Everyone in the truck. Yeah, the truck's over there somewhere. Where am I? There's a truck. Come on. The truck is over here. Ah! Galva's just picking him up. Oh, Thank you, Galva. If Finch is driving, Galva's just going to climb into the flatbed of the truck with, with him slung over her shoulder. Sure, Whee! that works. <laughs> I can still shoot Scorching Rays. So it actually has a, uh, it has a canopy. So like you, oh. you can get into, no, you can get into the back. It's just you're not going to be like in an open space. Okay, that's probably better anyway. Unless you tear off the canopy. I mean, you could do that too. Or we could just get in the truck and leave. We don't have time to load a box into here, do we? Ooh, probably not. <laughs> Actually, as you brawl into the back of the truck, there is a crate already loaded. Woo -woo. Ah. Oh, hell yes! We need to blow this place up, don't we? Oh, we might need to blow this place up. We should probably blow it up. How are we gonna do the blow and explosion? Um... Do uh, all right. I guess investigation. Ant, do we see anything fucking explodable in here? Um, there is that other truck outside that is loaded with gasoline. Oh, uh, okay. We can, I guess, put it in here, and I can scorching ray that motherfucker and uh, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Or fuck, I could just use a fire bolt can trip and save some spell slots. But we probably yep. want to move it into the warehouse if possible. Well, 
I mean, yes, yeah. that first. Well, they are going to go over and drive the truck in the middle of the area. Okay. Their little feet reach the pedals? Yeah, I was about to ask you how that worked. <laughs> She's got her astral self-arms out. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's still the astral self-arms, which have a 10-foot reach. Yeah, okay. fuck it. So, so one hand <laughs> is on the gas pedal? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I like that. <laughs> so I think we'll move our truck out first. Move that truck in, or just get into the new truck. Who cares? It doesn't matter that much. One truck stays, the other truck we take. Yep. Yes. Okay. And then um, whichever one we leave, I'm going to pop with a firebolt and blow up that fucking gas tank. And that thing blows and starts showering the upper wooden catwalk with flames. Beautiful. Uh, And very quickly, everything starts to catch on fire. Let's jump in the truck and escape. So as you guys are loading into your truck, you do hear sirens. Okay. Okay. Uh, We should... We escape. Mm. Everybody just stay down. So Finch is driving, right? Yes. Yeah. They don't have to look like Finch. They can look like fucking, I don't know, Vito. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And we'll just duck. Galva's all the way in the back. I don't think she's visible. It's fine. They're just nondescript elf driving this truck. Yeah, it's just a nondescript truck. Yeah. We'll be deception. Okay. Guidance yourself. Can you do that, or can you only do that to other people? I can guidance myself. I will cast guidance on myself and roll deception. Plus three for guidance. Can I help with minor illusion if it is a shitty roll? I mean, you can help with minor illusion regardless. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I rolled a 17 total. Oh, that's a good roll. Okay. Do you want to do minor illusion just to shore up your odds? I think if someone's sitting in the front seat with Finch, maybe minor illusion to make them also look like a generic nondescript elf. Like one of the other elves that you saw? One of the other guys, like little Tony or whatever, Big Tony. Okay. Yeah. A little version of Big Tony. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's AO. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I actually, you know, with that, you're able to... Like, as you turn out of the industrial park, you see a bunch of cars and other, like, modes of transport loaded with Adamantine Authority soldiers driving in, and they just drive right by you. Ha <laughs> ha! I reach up to high-five yeah. the nearest fucking person. Like, come on, that was great! Pretty sure it's Galva. Yeah, we're in the back. Woo! High-five. Low-five. And Galva, by this point, your right arm has returned to normal. I would hope so! Yeah, as your temper has ebbed, your arm returns to normal. Okay, good. And uh, yeah, I think there's definitely some clamor and tumult. Everyone's kind of converging on the warehouse district. And Finch, you see in the rearview mirror, just everyone driving by you and you're just moseying up towards the uh, spaceport. Yeah. Fucking incredible. We're the best. Ao took one of the far speech stones. Ooh. Can she listen in on like some of the radio chatter that's going on? Yeah, there's definitely some chatter from the Sunhold family, like who hit us, like, oh, you know. It had to be those damn Komodos, and uh, the whole warehouse is going up. We got what are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. They do mention a couple of, of say like it's okay. We got a bunch of the stuff to these other locations, and they'll mention street names. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna write those down. Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah, it's just chaos. Like oh, you know what happened to so and so? They're like oh, you know some of them are unconscious, and oh, I don't know what happened to the others inside. And, Ooh, what, about, and then what about the authority? What's Seamus doing on the roof? <laughs> Seamus was found one warehouse over, like, embedded oh, yeah. in the wall. He clipped right through it. Yeah, so there's definitely, there's some chaos. 
Do they like my cool, like, dragon art on the floor that I left with fire? The building's on fire. They haven't found it yet. Oh, it's so cool. It's like my new call sign. It's gonna be your phone background. Hell yeah. You need to have someone Photoshop you being, like, conscious and grinning at the camera. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> Beautiful. Finch's new background is the unconscious photo of Zelias. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, worth it. Sending that to Reese. So actually, I just I just remember since Galva's in the back of the truck with Zelias, can she quickly take a look at his collar and make sure he didn't fucking damage it further with that fireball? You know, that's a good idea. Yes, roll mechanics. Okay. Zelias temporarily <laughs> forgot that that was a problem. Yeah, because that was some pirate pride there that took over. Exactly, yes. Mm -hmm. All right. That is a dirty 20. That's filthy. Uh, Amazingly, it looks like it is fine. It doesn't look like it's damaged any further. Okay. She breathes a little sigh of relief. Uh, Everything went perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, A was just bouncing in excitement in the front seat. You did such a good job. We did it. 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 Did you manage to grab anything? Ew, sweetheart, please calm down. I'm about to have a panic attack. Finch is just focused on driving. Ayo stops bouncing, but she is visibly uh, vibrating out of the visible light spectrum. Thank you. You're the best. Why is Finch Filbert from Rocco's Modern Life just like, oh, oh god, geez. oh god, oh Turn god, oh god, oh jeez. Because they're just a normal person. <laughs> and they're not meant to be a pirate. <laughs> but they're doing so good. Oh, they hate this. I'm nauseous. I'm nauseous. I'm um, nauseous. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you managed to get to the spaceport without any issues. Cool. Yeah. Did we alert the Komodo bro? Yeah, we should probably alert Komodos somehow. Because we still need to get paid by them. That's true. Mm. Yes. What did they say about paying us? Huh. They said something about meeting up with us. I don't remember what it was. You could just stop off at Salamander. Well, yeah. Fuck it, uh, we yeah. can do that. Let's do that. Let's go fucking visit that guy. Yeah, I think get to... So, I'm gonna say that fight took a couple of hours. Okay. It's probably like one in the afternoon right now. Mm-hmm. You get to Salamander, and there aren't any of the crocos outside. None of the Komodos are outside right now. It does say that the place, the establishment is closed, but doesn't necessarily mean that there's no one inside. Usually around this time, they're setting up for the evening. Mm-hmm. I go where I want, so I go in. You just walk in? Yeah, I mean... I mean, the door's unlocked. Why not? Exactly. Okay. Hello? I think when you walk in, as you're about to say hello, three just huge lizard folks jump up, and they're like, hey! Like, they get the hell out of here! What are you? What's wrong with you? The place is closed! Oh, right, to- hang on. Uh, Finch has a little thingy, right? Yeah. I just kind of waggle my arm stupidly at Finch, like, eh! <laughs> <laughs> I've only got 9 HP They flash the lapel pin So they stop and they're like Oh, 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 oh You must be the, oh, you're the guys And as you no. Well, most of us are ladies, see There's, well, two, half, half of us It doesn't matter, let us in As you look at them, you notice that A lot of them are kind of bandaged up They're bleeding through their suits Oh no They're not in great shape Oh no oh, Good thing we brought a cleric Yeah uh, Oh Oh, you, 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 the guys Thrask sent out. Are, are you guys okay? Perfectly fine. Mostly. I think only one of us took damage. Or maybe two. How'd it go? Did anyone else get hurt? I got shot a little. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you okay? I'm fine. He's not. I'm fine. 
the lizard men look at each other like, oh, yeah, we, I mean, we, we've seen better days. One of them kind of opens a shirt, and you see uh, a large scorch, like, rip some of the scales Ooh. from his belly off. It looks like it was instantly cauterized. Looks like he took a blaster bolt to the gut. Oh, oh boy. And then uh, one of them, their arm is, like, in a sling. There's some pretty jagged-looking gashes on his arm. But, yeah, I mean, they're alive, but they're not in the best shape. They're like, oh, uh, you want to see the boss? You want to see Thrask? Uh, yeah, come on, he's being treated in the back. All right. We follow. I assume they lead us there. Yes, they bring you to the manager's office, and they don't really even, they don't knock. They just open up, and you see, so Thrask is sitting behind the desk. His, uh, his suit jacket and shirt are off. And, uh, is he real hot? He, he's ripped to shit. <coughs> Gross. <laughs> so Sadu is there. Ah. And Sadu is currently treating him, and he looks like he's seen better days. He's got bandages going over one eye. Oh no, buddy. You only need one. That are bleeding through. He's got a large gash running from shoulder halfway down his chest that Sadu is, is currently working on. Mm-hmm. And he just looks like he's conscious, but he's in that sort of painkiller-induced state where he's just reclined back in, in his office chair. And he sees, oh, hey, Doc, uh, I'd get up to greet you, but... Uh, oh, please don't. Yeah. Um, is it just, just these three gentlemen here as well? Yeah, uh, that's the, well, what we could spare right now. I hope everything went good. Oh, all right. Well, will you three come in here real quick for me, please? Uh, they they all come in. Okay. Finch casts mass healing word. Okay. So the three that met you at the door, they are they're pretty much healed up. Thrask is healed. He's feel. He's like he just goes. Ah, oh, that's uh, that's the stuff right there. Magic morphine. His wounds are closing, but mm-hmm. they're not closed. And if you get a better, if you like move around the desk to get a better look at him, uh, you will notice that his tail is cut off halfway. Oh no! Is he one of those lizards that can grow it back? He's not. You don't know. That sucks for him. He said he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. Oh, bummer. So just mass healing word affects six targets. Uh huh. So we mm-hmm. can include Ao and Zelias in that. So Ao and Zelias, mm-hmm. please recover seven HP. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So. Thrust kind of reaches up to and like feels at where his eye is bandaged, mm-hmm. and he kind of misses a little bit, and then he goes, uh, "So uh, yeah, how did uh, how did it go?" Uh, well, we blew up the warehouse. We have a few things. There was a crate in the truck we stole. Oh, oh, that's great. Take him. Just take him. Get him off here. Get. Him. I don't. I don't want him in this town. I don't want him in my town. I think I bounced a dwarf off the ceiling. <laughs> you bounced some clear out of the building. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was real uh, good. I think they saw him in the next building over. Yeah, oh, really? <laughs> he winces. He's like, oh, don't, don't make me laugh. Oh. oh, I'll stop being funny. Uh, no, uh, all right. Look, um, he, um, he reaches into his desk and he pulls out a device to transfer credits. Mm-hmm. And he just slides it to you, Finch. Okay. And he says, I, I'm sorry, Doc. I'm, I'm a bit uh, a bit hazy. I don't remember what the, the agreement was. Just take whatever it was. I trust you. All right. Thank you. Finch feels real bad. They hate seeing him like this. Look at this good boy. 
Yeah, well, fuck him. Wow! He keeps wow. calling me the goddamn janitor. Well, stop being the janitor. <laughs> I am not. I only make messes. I don't clean them up. <laughs> Have you seen that warehouse we just left? Uh... It's fine. And then when you transfer it, I believe it was 4,000? It was 4,000, and that is all Finch will transfer. Okay. Good. Good, honest Finch. So you go ahead and add 4,000 credits to your account. Okay. Woo-hoo! 4,000 bucks! And he was so, uh... He's like, I guess you're uh, getting off this rock, huh? Yes, we definitely need to. Yeah, listen, but let me keep you. I'll be all right. Just uh, listen to uh, my boss, the big guy. Uh, you come back. Uh, he wants to talk to you. He's, it's good, I promise. It's not bad. Uh, he might have some more work for you, but uh, go. He knows the, the authorities after you, you and uh, you got you to gotta make yourself scarce for, for a little while. Yes, well, it's probably going to be longer than a little while, but um, I have no objections to returning here at some point. I've made a couple of good friends, and they're looking at Doc Saru as well as Thrask when they say that. Oh, precious. Saru nods and goes, yes, it is uh, very good to see, but uh, you, I take care of big idiot here, you go, you. Uh, And Thrask goes, ah, Doc, you you know exactly how to get right to my heart. And uh, they're looking at you like, and Thrask just goes, what are you still doing here? You you gotta go. I'll be fine. Bye. I open the door. I'm like, all right, we're leaving. Get well soon. Uh, thanks. I appreciate it, Captain Elias. Call me a janitor one more time. I'll come back and I'll finish the job. I'm just joking. I won't kill you. All right, bye. Did you hear him? He said, thanks, Captain Elias. I didn't because I was talking over you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he said, thanks, Captain Elias. At you you do know who i am that's precious yeah yeah i was, I was messing with you but uh i figured you know all right go wait we're trying thank you thrask uh yeah th- thank you doc i appreciate it we'll we'll be in touch all right sounds good okay yeah so i mean thrask is like Telling them to get the fuck out of here, so... Yeah, you gotta yeah. go. They go. We, we yeah, go. We go. Let's leave. We blow kisses. We leave. Um, I steal a bottle of booze from behind the bar, and then I go. Okay. They're gonna let you. Yeah! I mean, you just healed the three of their men, and you helped Thrask, who... It's a good thing you did that, Fitch, because Thrask was gonna die. Wow! <laughs> wow! How could you kill this good boy? I didn't expect Finch to not fucking heal him. No, I'm just saying, like, he was going to succumb to his wounds if you didn't. Oh, well, I'm glad I had that third level spell slot. Yeah, Jesus. Well, Ant, thanks for not murdering this lizard. Hey, that was all you. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he led the charge. He was out there fighting the hardest. Fuck yeah, good for him. Oh, buddy. He's a good lizard man. Didn't blow himself up like you, though. Cost him his tail and his eye. Yeah, Aww, he'll be fine though. He's got uh-huh. his legs. He can kick ass still. Yeah, he gets to have a pirate eye patch. Yeah, I would decide if he's gonna have a, a glass eye or an eye patch. We'll Give see. him a cyborg eyeball with shooting lasers. Or he might just be like when crocodiles end up losing their eyes, just have that really wicked scar look. Yeah, mm-hmm. eh, he can change his look up, you know, from day to day, whatever. Yeah. yeah, he can pop in a glass eyeball, take it out, you know. Whatever he's feeling. New tricks. You guys are free to get back to the reliable and get the hell off world. We fucking yes. do it. Fucking mosey. Yeah, we're uh, leaving. We ditch this bitch. Okay. Galva's single-handedly hauling this crate on. She wants it. I definitely steal like three bottles of booze in that case. 
If they're just going to let me have it, I take four. <laughs> and I take one for each of us. Do you keep adding? Okay. Listen, it's math. Yeah, we're from one to three to four. <laughs> I grab four. Okay. For, you know, celebratory purposes. Okay, you grab four. All right. Because of the ruckus that you guys caused and no one was the wiser, you were able to leave Rukaricho without being chased by the Adamantine Authority. Wee! Congratulations. Yeah. Somehow we managed to sneak out of there. Hell yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah. And you have a crate of magic items. Oh, oh. Yeah. All right, all right. Calvin needs to know what this bag what? is. She Yes, okay. I want to know the bag. So I'm just going to tell you, since I'm sure you have some time to cast Identify or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't have that spell. Nope. Oh, does anyone have Identify? I don't think so. I don't think oh, so, fuck. no. Oh, fuck. Mending, digitation. <laughs> well... I'll stick my hand in and see what happens. I'm all for taking fucking risks. It bites off your hand. You have one hand now. Dang it. Well, I'll get a fucking, like a, like a hook hand, like a pirate. All right. So you're just reaching into the bag? Yeah. I'm like, "Ah, well, well, I don't know what it does. So let's find out. Roll a D8. Okay. God. I got a four. (sighs) Uh Uh-oh. What happens with a four, and? All right. You reach into this gray cinched bag Mm -hmm. and you... Pull out this weird fuzzy object. It's almost like lint. Ooh, a kitten. Oh no. Did you just give us tribbles? And, oh no. No, I know what this is. And you like you know what people do with lint and they just sort of like brush it off their hand onto the ground. Uh-huh. And when the piece of fluff lands, it just bursts into a boar. A pig? Um <laughs> a pig, a boar. And it looks at you uh- and starts snorting like it's about to charge you. No? Sit. Why? What is is happening? What is this bag? It's charging. Ah, Okay, Ant, go ahead and attack me. Galva's going to try and block it. Oh, it'd be so good if I got killed by a boar after just fireballing myself (laughs) into oblivion. (laughs) Galva's gonna fucking wrestle a pig, I guess. Um, here, I'll I'll open the bag. Like, try to stuff it back in, I guess? Roll athletics. Okay. Um... Not my best. That is a 17. Yeah, you um, you managed to grapple it and hold it back. Oh. And then it, you know, then it realizes, like, it realizes where it is, and it just kind of calms down. Uh, and it's no longer hostile to you. All right, I guess we got a pig now. I'm rolling Arcana on this bag. I want to roll Arcana on the pig. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I think I know what this is already. It's something that has... Fairly well known in 3.5, I think. It's a pig, Zelias. I've rolled Arcana on your pig. It's just pig? It's just pig. It's just a pig. It's just pig. 100% grade A pig. They call him Mr. Pig. <laughs> you can call him Mr. Pig if you want. You, you didn't get my joke. Is he our new pet? Finch, you've heard of this. You've never seen one before, but this is known as a bag of tricks. Yes! I'm. <laughs> what do I know about bags of tricks? This ordinary bag made from gray cloth appears empty. Reaching inside the bag, however, reveals the presence of a small fuzzy object. The bag weighs half of a pound. You can use an action to pull the fuzzy object from the bag and throw it up to 20 feet. When the object lands, it transforms into a creature you determine by rolling a D8 and consulting the table that corresponds to the bag's color. The creature is friendly to you and your companions, and it acts on your turn. You can use a bonus action to command how the creature moves and what action it takes on its next turn, or to give it general orders, such as to attack your enemies. In the absence of such orders, the creature acts in a fashion appropriate to its nature. 
Once three fuzzy objects have been pulled from the bag, the bag can't be used again until the next dawn. Oh my god. We oh. really are gathering a circus, an actual circus. We have an elephant. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> we have this bag of tricks. There was some other animal thing, I thought, but maybe I've mistaken. That was the ram ring. Ram oh, ring. yes. It wasn't like real animals. That's right. Why are the... Alright, that's fine. Uh, cool. Bag of pigs. Woo! <laughs> so anytime we ever like need emergency bacon, we know what to do. The pig goes, what? and it runs. Alright, bye pig. Uh... Wait, do the pigs last forever? I'm assuming you can just dismiss them. It doesn't say. What happens if we eat them? Oh no, you can't eat Mr. Pig. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like hell, I can't. I was actually hoping for a panther, but... <laughs> or a dire wolf. That would have been good, God. too, but I do love the boar that you've given oh, us. it says the creature vanishes at the next dawn. Oh, oh. so this fucker's gonna be here all night. Yep. Jitting all over the deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, good thing we have a Roomba. No, you don't want a Roomba to clean up shit. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no. That's gonna fuck up the Roomba. It would. Well, so while we're looking at loot... Ah. Okay. It was gonna look at the gloves she's got. Oh, yeah. I was gonna... Take a look at the brooch. The, the brooch. brooch. God damn it. Brooch. So these leather gloves, are, are you putting them on? You know what? Yeah, I don't think Ao has the forethought to not put them on. Okay. When you do put them on, they meld to your hand. Mm. You can remove them. They're not permanent, just so you know. It's just that they become form-fitting. Mm-hmm. Your teeny tiny hands. And these are actually gloves of missile snaring. Holy shit. Oh, shit. So... These gloves seem to almost melt into your hands when you don them, when a ranged attack hits you. It's the same thing as when you did your missile snaring with the aura, but now you don't need to do that. Ah. You can save a key point. So I just do it. You can save a key point. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I'll help Galva with her brooch. Please. Or if you want, there's, I mean, there, there is other stuff in the crate that you stole. Ah, here we go. Oh, shit. That's right. Yep, so we'll go through that. Yeah, we got a ton of shit. Or well, however much shit Ant gave us. The brooch is a brooch of shielding. While wearing this brooch, you have resistance to force damage, and you have immunity to damage from the magic missile spell. Oh, neat. Hmm. Let's give that to Zelias. <laughs> <laughs> but it can't protect him from himself. It cannot. You can hang it off of his neutronium collar like a dog tag. Oh my god. Oh, no. no. It won't, like, hook that way. It's, like, melded to his skin, right? Yeah, alas. Use magnets. We could stick a magnet on it, yeah. <laughs> Just stick a magnet on it. He will not wear that. Okay. Okay. I'll put the brooch. The brooch, I guess. Like, honestly, if anyone else wants the brooch, feel free. What's it look like? I, you know, I'll, I'll just say it's got a, a, a large, vibrant blue stone, and the metal is silver. Well, that doesn't match my aesthetic at all. Okay. Sorry. You can wear it under your coat. That's okay. Uh, let me put this in my inventory, I guess. Yep. Now I guess we can look through the uh, crate that we got. All right. So are you breaking open that crate? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's full of bodies. It's full of bodies. Yes. No, we just put it in storage. It's real <laughs> smart. Okay. So one of the things that is in there, you see two rings. You see a large glass decanter of that same foggy liquid, the potion of gaseous form. Oh, the fart gas. But this decanter is big enough to hold five potions. Yes. Oh, cool. So we can pour it into smaller bottles. Yes. Oh, neato. I'm just adding those all to my armadillo now. Yes. Also in there looks to be a chainmail shirt. Okay. Finch, you spy a familiar book. 
book. And a satchel. <gasps> Galva takes a look at it. Is it the same kind of satchel that, that our... Um, that Gus had? That Gus had. It is the same type of satchel that Gus had. Oh, thank Ooh. Christ. All right. Now to decide who gets to hold it. I'll drop it or lose it or set it on fire. What, the satchel of holding? Yes, whether it's going to be Galva on her belt pouch or if we're going to just put it on Ao like a little backpack. Oh, that would be kind of adorable. Would it block her, like, wings winging? Oh, it might. His wings. Yeah, I guess Galva holds it. Yeah, it might be better if uh, Galva holds onto it. Yeah, and then if there's anything that we can't fit in there, she can just, in the, in the entrance, you can just hold on to that. Yeah. So yeah, so there's the two rings and the large decanter and the chainmail shirt. I'm gonna roll on one of the rings. Okay, roll. Arcana. I'll roll on the other one. Oh, ring. shit. 18 plus... Oh, that's not a good roll. Arcana plus 6. 22. I would also like to point out that normally a lot of this stuff requires attunement. If you find mm -hmm. that there's something that you don't really want to use or care for, you can sell it. Mm. Or you can hoard it like pirates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can hoard these magic items or you can sell them for pretty decent prices. Okay. We can hang on to them for if we really need money in a pinch. Yeah. yeah. Finch, you recognize the inscription on one of the rings as a ring of evasion. Okay. So this ring has three charges and it regains 1d3 expended charges daily at dawn. When you fail a dexterity saving throw while wearing it, you can use your reaction to expend one of its charges to succeed on that saving throw instead. Oh, Finch puts this ring on their well, finger. Cool. It's theirs now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I assume no one has any issues with that. No. 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 What is Finch's dex? It's a plus one. Okay, yeah, take it, please. Have it. <laughs> I have it. Good. So the other ring is a gold ring with Ooh. a garnet gem. Ooh. And it is a ring of fire resistance. Ooh. You have resistance to one damage type while wearing this ring. The gem in the ring indicates the type, which the GM chooses or determines randomly. It is the garnet. So you have a ring of fire resistance. I wish I'd had this 20 minutes ago when I blew my own <laughs> ass up. It's your reward for blowing your own ass up. Hell yeah! If anyone else wants this, you can have it, but I, I think I could probably make use of this. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> best in slices. I mean... <laughs> Once you're able to resist fire on yeah. your own, I think that's a draconic bloodline thing, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can pass it off to someone else. But for now... Yeah, I have to hit a certain spell level. Oh, it's a sorcery point thing when I reach level 6. So the chainmail shirt... Mm -hmm. The chainmail is an elven chainmail shirt. You gain a plus one bonus to AC while you wear this armor. You are considered proficient with this armor, even if you lack proficiency with medium armor. I'm just going to give that to a... Uh, hmm. Galva's already wearing a regular chainmail. I don't think I can wear armor because I'm a sorcerer, so... Just read the description again. You are considered proficient with this armor, even if you lack proficiency with oh. medium armor, meaning you can wear it. Ah, oh, okay. I didn't even hear what he said. Plus one bonus to AC. I like hmm. how you're just swaddling your captain with all the as much damage resistance as you can. <laughs> My AC is 16. It's not bad. You gave us a black yeah. hole and put it on our captain. Of course we are. <laughs> that is true. You did do that thing to me. Your reckless idiot captain. <laughs> How's everyone else's AC looking? Mine is a 15. I think Finch needs it because uh, if Zelias takes it, his AC would go down because he doesn't get the Draconic 
AC if he's wearing any armor at all. Ah, yeah. you're right. Give it to Finch. Oh, okay. My AC is now 16, I guess. Welcome to the 16 Club. Thank you. So is it a plus one to AC just in total, or plus one in addition to the normal bonuses that Chainmail gives you? Uh, in total. In total, okay. Yeah, I think it's meant that plus one is the armor, but realistically it's just because you could ignore not having proficiency in medium armor or to, to wear it. I see, yeah. Are people explaining what these items are and what they do to each other? I would assume so. Yeah. Because I feel like <laughs> at this point, Gal was thinking, like, is this just all the magic items they were hoarding to deal with Elias? <laughs> <laughs> like, one helps with dexterity saves, one resists fire, one boosts oh, your yeah. AC. Mmm. <laughs> It's the Zelaya's fun box. <laughs> it's like a loot box. We so found it. So, did anybody claim the bag of tricks? Nope. nope. Please take it. Please take it, Scott. <laughs> Please take it, Scott. We want you to have it. You will find the best things to do with it. Mm-hmm. And Ao's fucking menagerie with all these fucking animals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because of lots of missile snare. Well, okay, it's, it's like less powerful than what I can do. Yeah. It's like a backup plan in case your thing doesn't roll good or something. That's true. And then I can also use it without spending a key point. Yeah, there you go. Right. Gotta save your points. Is that all the shit in the box? Uh, yes. Aside from the decanter of the foggy gaseous potion. Right. Oh, and the familiar book that Finch would recognize. Oh, the book. Yeah. This is Finch. mine now. Finch got a book. I have a book. I think I was gonna just find some of the empty alcohol bottles that I'm sure we have and start... Filling up five potions. Sure. Fair. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. In fact, I just got fucking four bottles today. That's let me right. drain them real quick. Let me, oh. let me just finish these off. So uh, that Storm Blaster thing that the dudes were using. Yeah. What does those do? Because Ao took one. They're the same as Finch's Blaster. It's like what? Uh, 1D? Hang on, I'll pull it up for you. I think we looted some bodies. We probably got a couple of those things off those dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... You probably, I think you got three of them. Yeah. Backup for if I use all my spell slots, blowing my own ass up. <laughs> Is it just 80 or like 80 slash something else? Well, that's all I have written down. Um, I'm not sure what the slash something else is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ant said it had the same range as a some kind of crossbow. Yeah. It was a heavy crossbow. Heavy crossbow has more range than that, I think. Does it? Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't remember what I said when I gave it to you. I'm terrible. Well, it was a while ago. What about a standard crossbow? Heavy crossbow is range 100 slash 400. What does the slash indicate? So the 100 within 100 feet, you just roll normally. Uh-huh. Within the 400 feet, you roll with disadvantage. Oh, okay, cool. A light crossbow is 80 to 320. Okay, then yeah, 80 to 320. That's what it was. Okay, a little close range blaster. I'm so glad I got to blow two fucking dwarves to hell. <laughs> you did a really good job. That was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks for the truck, Ant. Zelaya's <laughs> <laughs> had a good fight. Yeah, Yo, he did. Yeah, he did. Oh yeah. Uh, can we park the truck in the? Can we have the truck? <laughs> can we park the truck in the cargo bay? Will it fit in the cargo bay? In the cargo bay. I'll give you a truck, Ant. We need a truck to drive around on planets All right. with. You know what? You know what? I will let the truck fit in the cargo bag. Yay! Yay! We have a truck. 
We do. I'm gonna update the equipment. <laughs> I realized I just gave you guys the Mako, so have fun. Yes! Oh, give us a shitty planet to drive it on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're probably going to Capritas, which I guess is a gas planet, so we can't mm-hmm. drive on that one, but watch me. Maybe. Mm. Okay, I have added it to the Labs uh, of World Anvil. Delightful. Yes! Good times, dude. <laughs> Is anyone going to show Zelias the awesome scorch mark? Please do, because he was unconscious and did not see it. Oh, Captain, look at this photo I took. Well, I had Galva take it. Oh, They what? show him the photo. Look oh, how stupid you look. I, yeah, I, no. Yeah, okay. Yeah, pretty stupid. Also, there's this yeah, cool design yeah. burned into the crates behind you. Oh! How the fuck did I do that? And how the fuck did I do that? Uh, you don't know. Can I roll a dice to see? Yeah, sure. Choose Arcana or Nature. Okay, well, let me take a Pikachu at it. Uh, they're both fucking plus four, so... Bloop. Uh, 17 is my total. Which one did you choose? I, Arcana, but it's plus four either way. Okay, Arcana. I feel like I'm more of an Arcana guy than a Nature guy. You are a Draconic Bloodline Sorcerer, right? Yeah. I mean, that might have something to do with it, but you've never heard of this happening. Right, like, I've never done it before in all of my years. Even when I was level uh, 20, no. I just never do- did fucking this. Not that you've seen or anyone has told you. Okay, that's a new trick I can do. That don't make any fucking sense. I don't... I don't know. I mean, it looks cool as hell. It sure does, yes. Alright, well, I, maybe the dragon's like... Puked the fighter for me. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know how that works. Dragon puke isn't dragon shaped. What are you talking about? What dragon? I don't know. Oh, oh no! I my bloodline is a draconic. That means someone back in my ancestry fucked a dragon. I guess. <laughs> oh, that explains the teeth. I've been wondering about that. Yeah, yeah no, I yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Interesting. Did any of us know this before? I don't think so. I don't think no. anyone's ever asked, like, where'd you get your magic from? It's never come up and no one asks why his teeth are pointy compared to other elves. <laughs> <laughs> I think you all just assumed he was gremlin. Well, that's also Must be true. to do with his gremlin hood, yes. No, it's it's because uh, my bloodline is, is, is dragon fucked. That, that came out really bad. Those but- sure were words you said in that order. Yes. I did get hit really hard with my own fireball today, so I'm a little bit out of it, but it's alright. Um, but no, that's that's a thing that exists. Suppose so. I, I don't know. I, I got nothing else. It really sucks when I bite the inside of my mouth, though, when I'm eating something. It's like, ah, and then I'm bleeding everywhere. It's terrible. Well, I can imagine. Your teeth are quite sharp. Nah. I really wanted to, Oh, I should have bit that guy. Oh. So has anyone told Moot where you're going? You're just kind of floating in space. Well, Moot hasn't arrived to fucking say things, so no. You could just say, hey, Moot. Hey, Moot. Moot appear. Appear. Moot appears. Hello, Captain. Ah, good job, you've done it. Yes, it appears your raid was successful. That was good. Got some stuff. Uh, didn't die. I see that. You also have a truck. <laughs> we have a we truck. We stole a truck. We stole a truck. Alright, but yeah, no, we uh, did some stuff, raided things, blew shit up, stole a car, it was great. Uh, set course for Capritas, so that's where we're going next. And uh, let's go fast, because the cops are chasing us. 
Aye, aye, Captain. Although not really, like, actively chasing us. Setting course for Capritas. We will arrive in one week. All right, good thing we've got that space, Roku. Oh, I forgot about that, yeah. We didn't steal that one, right? No, we paid for it. Aye, Cold, hard credits. Money, gotcha. All right, I think, um, good job, everybody. And now that we're not in mortal danger, we can step up the exercise routine. No! Oh, no! We don't have to worry about that. I think we've done perfectly fine, and uh, and the good doctor and I are in perfectly good shape, and we don't need to, you know, get up too early and, and bounce around in a room and get all sweaty before we even do anything during the day, you know? Well, to be fair, nine o'clock isn't really that early. It's, it's, it's a decent time to wake up. I used to wake up at six every morning. Why? The time my shift began. Also... This morning wasn't even difficult. It was barely a warm-up. But uh, uh, not, it, you know, we did fine though, I think. It, it was alright, right? Right? Gala looks skeptical. Your first day, you did very well. Yes, for your, it was a good start. But we can always get better. I've never had a crew nag me about my physical fitness before. What is this? 